Well, before we do the show, we have lost someone who was a good friend of, you know, Sabu and many others along the way. We lost Super Genie, a.k.a. Melissa Coates. She was a bodybuilder, you know, many other things. And also, none other than Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndolph for this. And it's very tough to say, but we love and miss Paul and Melissa so much as in their own wrestling community. That being said, folks, and in the and right here on this uh, stream, Valley Heads Down, as we pay tribute to Melissa and Paul, as we told the bell ten times. Thank you. And now, on with today's episode. Rock from Harvestman, Oregon. This is the Ransomway Podcast. Starring Brandon Martin, Jordan Lynn, Eric Lee, and Michael Bombardier as they give you the latest news, sports, video games, and much more. All righty, thank you, Mr. Alex Perez, for the great introduction. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, as we welcome you to the beautiful episode number 90 of the Rant and Ray podcast. Glad to have you with us, as always. And as usual, I am the co-founder, the co-creator, and producer, and also one of the four main co-hosts of the show, Brandon Martin. And next to me, as always, as we got the other co-founder, the other co-creator, and the second of four main co-hosts of the show, my good friend, Jordan Little. It's great to be here on this uh, beautiful Tuesday night. And um, there's a lot of things that have happened this past week that are heartbreaking. But also, um, it's also been a whole year since... Uh, the person known as Not Marley uh, passed away one year ago, and for this special occasion, I'm going to be having the hashtag MX right next to my username for the duration of the entire episode. And also, if you want to pay your respects to the late, great uh, Marley, uh, go ahead and put in hashtag MX in the live chat if you may, if you want to. But yeah. I have a feeling this might be a good episode, to say the least. Agreed, yes. And with us at this time, we got the other co-host of the show, which is Michael Bombardier. Welcome to episode 90. Again, with Brandon. 
I feel heartbroken about the passing of Mr. Wonderful. Wonderful. He was part of the WWE Hall of Fame, if I remember, known for his rivalries with Hulk Hogan <laughs> and many others. Just heartbreaking, man. He was in the first main event of WrestleMania. You know, in fact, it, I mean, there are Mr. T. I mean, like there are two people le- like, no, there are like three people left who was a part of that main event, you know, of WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania, that being Bob Orton, um, Hogan and oh, uh, Mr. Orton. T. Oh yeah. I forgot about the cowboy Bob, I think. You're, you're good. But nevertheless, heartbroken. Indeed, indeed. And with us at this time, back from last week, he is the host of the Bumbling Bozos. We got Ibarra Bros Studios, Uriel Ibarra. Hi, ho, um, Ibarra Bros Studios here, and um, welcome back to uh, another episode of the R&R Podcast. And, um, I mean, third time's a charm, so I'm actually intrigued on what's going to happen. Indeed. And plus, we have a special guest joining us at this time. Rory Mm -hmm. Noah. Yeah. So, special guest, can you reveal yourself, please? Hey, everybody. Oh, it's a special ed special guest. Uh -uh. Yes. I double D. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's like, it's like, like can, can Eddie come out to play? I'm right beside you, Ed. Hi, Eddie. <laughs> My mom told me I have a belly button. <laughs> well, as I say here, I am very happy to be here to make my return. Um, and we all know what. Uh, it's been going on this past week. I may, you know, disagree with some things going on, but I'm just, you know, happy to at least be in peace with people on here. And also, I'm just going to move forward, have a fresh uh, start and go into a new era. And I'm just very happy um, uh, people are here in the chat watching the show. And I'm looking forward to this interview coming up. Yes. Amen, Amen to that, man. So, um, what do you have, Brent? Well, you know, we get to say hello to the chat along with Mr. Jose, along with uh, Jordan's mother, Alisa, along with Jeffrey, Amber, and then, of course, Tom, Ben. And that is it for that. Oh yeah, he's also, oh yeah, he's also in the in the Bumbling as well. I I almost forgot. Yep, that's yeah. right. And yes, I did put the uh, MX here as well. So, Good man. Uh, By the way, yeah, Sophie, yeah. I know you're going to be watching this. You know the replay. Just so we're clear, this is for for Marley. Oh yes, can't wait to see you guys. Indeed, indeed, yes. Well, that's well, that's that's a good thing. However, some other people, like what I was told by Tom, and I'm not going to say who, and it's not it's anyone we, it's, it's not anyone we know. It's an old, it's an old friend of ours that used to troll around, 
and he made himself a live stream. And yeah, let's just say it was all stupid and very, I don't know, bass backwards. If you catch my drift. Yes. And the person's name is Dixon Cox. That's all we know. Dixon Cox. <laughs> Jester and oh yeah, uh, Jester, how you doing? And I'm and God bless you, man, getting your channel back after you know it was um, taken down. Oh, that's gonna be one of my topics. Oh yeah, I I I remember you have a little bit of a you have a little bit of a beef with uh, YouTube doing this kind of crap lately. Oh. Um, Let's just say it's a deja vu after what happened last year with Gary. Uh, just like to note, Jordan, uh, uh, that is uh, Chester and Change, and his channels, the main channel is down again. No, no, no. He got no. I thought no. He had another. His channel's still back up. I thought. Well, like, that's what Chester told me like yesterday. It's kind of weird. It was it was back up last time I saw. Hold on. Nope. Well, he got it back yesterday, like or, or a couple days ago. I don't know, like, like YouTube corrected their error and all that, whatever. Okay, our guest is here right now, Jordan. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right, let's do that. Got taken down and down again. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Well, then again, sorry, Jesse. Yes, but either way, folks, the moment that y'all been waiting for. That he is another ECW original. He uh, wrestled for many uh, promotions, such as, you know, with X3 Wrestling along with Vanguard, Championship Wrestling, Southern Wrestling Association, Southern Championship Wrestling, Green Wars, Carolina, Rage Wrestling Wars, Pro Wrestling Zero One, Pro Wrestling World One, Pro Wrestling International, along with Premier Wrestling Federation. Along with the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, and along with the Midwest Wrestling United, MLW, Live Action Wrestling, Jacksonville Wrestling Alliance, High Volume Pro Wrestling, Delaware Championship Wrestling, Continental Wrestling Alliance, Carolina Championship Wrestling Association, and America's Most Liked Wrestling. And... Folks, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome C.W. Anderson. It's the Red Room Podcast with a very special guest, Mr. C.W. Anderson. Yay! <laughs> that was a long list of damn people I've worked for. That means I've been around too long. Yeah, how, how you been? Been great, man. How about you guys? Y'all been okay? We're doing good. Doing good. Well, <clears throat> well, I, can't, I can't complain still, for an old guy. Well... Then again, we're not getting any younger ourselves, so we feel. Uh, yeah, same. I, I, I can tell you for a fact because, well, I am now twenty-one. So, holy shit! Yeah, a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, twenty. A lot, shit, a lot twenty-one. Twenty-one. That was twenty-nine years ago. Wow, a lot, a lot of lifetimes have happened, but you know, a long resume. Actually, it was Brent. Brennan, I mean. You almost to told his career, you know, uh, you know, story right there with who he's been with. Oh yeah, and which we'll get into further detail with that right here, right now. As before, we get into your career once again. Uh, I just want to say, my first question to start off is, what was some memories 
with Super Genie. Super G? Super, Super Genie. Super Genie, uh, Sabu's, uh, you know, uh, manager. You know? Oh, Super Genie. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't, I didn't know her that well. I, I met her a few times, but she was always really quiet. Um, she, from the few time, few interactions I had with her, I mean, she was a very good woman. Everybody, there's other people that I knew that she knew better and they knew her better. And they said she was, uh, an absolute pleasure to be around. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't know, you know, see how much I had, didn't know. I didn't know she had lost her leg. Um, I don't even know how long ago that was. And then I found out the other day she's passed away. So that was kind of shocking. I know the last time I did see her, she was either sick or something because we were in a cold building and she was pouring sweat. So who knows what was going on? Um, well, last time when we talked to Sabu here on this program, it was like a month or two ago, I think. <clears throat> and he had told us about, uh, yeah, but I, our hearts and, you know, and our, and our prayers go out to Sabu, you know, because I mean, the guys, I feel like a lot of people that I know personally are going through a lot, but you know, the last person I thought would be Sabu, but yeah, speak, but speaking of old ECW um, guys, um, we had just incredible here on the first R and R podcast of, you know, 2021 and mm-hmm. January 7th was we're like of this year was actually the 20th anniversary of Guilty as Charged 2001 of ECW, the final pay-per-view of the original uh, promotion and the company itself. Right. You were there on that night, and you faced off against Tommy Dreamer in an I Quit match. What What was that like, knowing that you're facing Tommy Dreamer in an I Quit match, but not knowing that was going to be the final pay-per-view of ECW's uh, you know, lifetime? I was I was actually quite excited because I knew that after this match, my contract was being signed and I was promised a television belt at Living Dangerously. And also at that pay-per-view, that was my, I was celebrating my 30th birthday having my I Quit mm-hmm. match. So it was, that, that whole day was fantastic for me. Um, and it wasn't until the very next week till we went to Arkansas that the rumblings of us closing was basically starting to hit home. Because at that time, naive, didn't want to hear it. Because I, I always kept saying, shit, this is ECW. It can't go out of business. This is ECW. It can't go out of business. And damn, if I won't fool wrong. Uh, the entire pay-per-view, I was on <clears throat> cloud nine, especially after my I quit match. You know, getting a standing ovation from the Hammerstall Stein Ballroom and them chanting C-fucking-dub uh, after my match. So that whole day was kind of a blur. I remember driving up there with Louis Dangerously and my student Chili Willie and getting the phone call for Tommy telling me that we didn't have any bob wire in the truck because the finish was going to be, instead of him lap, wrapping the table around my head, it was supposed to be bob wire. And we, with Chili and Lou and I, looked all day for bob wire in Manhattan, and they didn't, on Sunday, most things were closed down around there, and uh, we ended up trying to, we actually found some on somebody's chain link fence and we were going to steal it. But when I sent the musketeer to get it, once the pay-per-view started, he went to the wrong damn place and got razor wire. So the razor wire you see in the match that me and Tommy used is the wrong thing. He, he brought that back in a trash bag and it was all gre- all rusted and bent up and we flattened it out and made it a circle and it was, um, that's what we saw. So like I said, it wasn't until the next, very next week that we were, that all the, basically the air had been letting out of my balloon. 
Wow. I didn't really think of it like that, but then again, you you have to improvise for some things, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Well. Uh, have another question for Um, right. actually, yes, I do. In that case, well, before your time with ECW, you you went on with the NWA and you became the tag champs with Pat Anderson. What was it like holding the NWA World Tag Team Championship? Um, a little surreal. Growing up, once I became a wrestling fan in my mid in my teenage years, uh, the NWA was the staple of my area because I didn't where I lived at. We didn't get internet or I mean not internet but cable TV until I was like 22, 23 years old. So my entire life growing up, most of my early life, it was only three channels, and NWA was one of the, was the prevalent one around here. So being that champion going to you know because i was having to go watch them at our local arena shows uh it was it was pretty cool to be be the champ for that little bit of time we were awesome michael you have a question for cw sure all right so cw again pleasure to have you here Thanks, i want to talk about uh i want to talk about where you when you went to the late Dusty, great Dusty Rhodes uh, Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling, where you formed the Extreme Horsemen, which was modeled after the Four Horsemen. What was it like mm-hmm. being managed under J.J. Dillon of the original Four Horsemen? J.J. didn't manage us. It wasn't until oh. was like- years, years and years. The only, one, the only one that was with the original Horsemen was uh, when it was formed was Barry Windham and Steve Carino and myself. It wasn't until we got to MLW that we added Simon Diamond. And then when War Games come along, we added Just Incredible and um, brought Barry back for the War Games. So it wasn't – I don't think J.J. managed us but a couple of times. I think he did a couple of times. It said it was briefly yeah. managed. Yeah, he uh, – so I, I don't remember where the, some of the shows were. But being managed by J.J., it's, it's still pretty cool, man, seeing – you know, since him – he managed the horsemen and then you know i've seen jj on a lot of shows around here in the carolinas so i get to see him quite often but you know him being my manager i know he managed me one time not as the horseman but it was myself and shane douglas against the rock and roll express in front of about four thousand people in the gymnasium uh in an old school type setting so that that was pretty cool with jj because he actually tossed me a shoe over the ring and i hit shane douglas with it by mistake so to speak but that was actually kind of cool because I remember when he threw the shoe to me, I was kind of flashing back to when he used to throw it into Arn and Tully for the finish. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid on the inside. So having that being part of it was, was really cool. I've got a two-parter question, if you don't mind. No, no worries. Um, who is the person that trained you, and what is the greatest wrestling match you've ever had? Uh, nobody actually trained me. I was I learned about six or seven years prior to going down to the power plant. But if you actually Sarge Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, Pess Wally and Mike Winter took what I knew, what I learned over the years as a wrestler and kind of fine tuned it. So if you had to nail down one trainer, I'd say it was Sarge. But in the beginning I kinda I was kind of self taught and learned that way. Um and but yes, thank God thank goodness for Sarge and Pess Wally and Mike Winter, those those guys 
took stuff what I thought I knew and completely turned me 180 degrees and made me into the wrestler that captured Paul Heyman's eye. Uh, my best match, I have I have three that I could either pick or choose from, and it was my I Quit match with Dreamer at Guilty as Charged. I had one with Masato Tanaka in Kyoto, Japan, uh, when I was running steady with them. Um, I remember because my seconds that night, the guys that walked me out to the ring was Steve Carino, Brian Kendrick, and Loki. Um, and to knock a, knock me out in the finish. And then my third would probably be year, a little over a year ago. I had a really old school I quit match with George South here for our AML in front of one of the largest houses. And I bled so much. I passed out after the match. Um, so that those three are, and George South told me, you know, George South was Ric Flair's favorite opponent, and George told me he prays because George is a real re religious person. He said he prays about our I Quit match every day, and he said that was one of his best matches. And that's saying something for a man that's wrestled Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, guys like that. All right. I mean, I know George South, you know, uh, he's a very good man. You know, I've met him George a few is fantastic. times. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. If they're, I mean, I don't think he's – in my view, my personal view, George South, I don't think he'd ever play the good guy. But then again, he's not not always going to be the nice guy when it comes to being as, as a character in the ring. But backstage and you know behind the scenes, he's a very very good person. Oh, he's in a May. I just I just saw him Saturday on a show we were on together and had an interaction in the ring again with him um, backstage. Just speaking to him, I love learning from George. I love sitting and talking with him. I've even loved sharing the ring with him. I've, you know, 28 years in the business and being in the ring with him the past couple of years, I've learned so much just being in the ring with George. But he is a very genuine person. But I think you're right. Him being a, a good guy, I just can't see it. But he's a fantastic heel. Well, um, do you have another question? Michael? Um, yeah, I got another one. So, my next question for you, CW, what was it like being in the ring with two-time WWE champion CM Punk? Oh, I've known CM. I've known Punk for a while. Um, I wrestled with him a few times over in Japan, and I knew him. You know, we I think we wrestled for Ring of Honor a couple times back in the early days, and then knew him on the independents and um, hung out with him on you know, the PWF shows that Carino ran, Steve Carino ran up in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And then uh, I didn't really hang out with him that much at MLW, but I've known Punk several times. I mean, you could always, he was always great on the microphone and he was just such a natural in the ring. And nobody, never, nobody never, you never saw what was coming with him for the WWE. I mean, you couldn't see him blowing up like that, but I was glad he did because I was happy for him, you know, when he signed and, and did. I, and the one TV match we had, it went from being 12 minutes cut down to six minutes or something like that. It was something crazy. Uh, but I've always – the times I've shared the ring with Punk, I've always enjoyed it. Wow. Uh, Brian, you have another one? All right. Yes, I do. You know, you were there at that uh, ECW one-night stand from 2005. You were with along with – man – Along with Chris Chetty and Electra. Mm -hmm. So, and then probably later on, you had, you know, like I already mentioned before that it was came from June 
before the one night stand pay-per-view came along, you appeared at Hardcore Homecoming by, of course, the franchise Shane Douglas, that you teamed up with Simon Diamond. We're taking on Chris Chetty and Mikey Ripwreck. What's right. up with that match between, like, you know, with your partner Simon Diamond against Chris Chetty and Mikey Ripwreck? Um, that was the first time anything ECWish had been ran right around when ECW folded. So it was at the arena. And I remember not only was it over a hundred degrees in the building, but Simon and I were the first ones to walk through the curtain. And when that place come unglued, just because not so much, it was just Simon and I, but it was, you know, two ECW guys coming through the curtain. We get in the ring. Mikey comes out and Chetty comes out. And I remember before the, we got announced, the adrenaline was so high with all of us. Simon and I were shaking. The adrenaline was running so hard. And Simon looks at me. He goes, he said, it ain't going to get any hotter than this right now. We might as well just go home and not even wrestle. Just to go to the finish. Um, we sat on the back, out on the back after our match for like an hour and drank like one or two beers to try and calm ourselves down because we were so amped up off the adrenaline. And um, working with Chetty and Mikey, I always love because I, I worked them several, several times during my time at ECW. But being back in front of that ECW crowd, going from somebody that they basically booed out the first time I was there to being the appreciative claps and applauses, man, was something fantastic. I always enjoyed being at arena shows because, hell, they make you bring your A game. All right. Okay. I got one question to ask you, and I know there's been a lot of ECW originals that have, you know, really given their opinions on this, and I do tend to agree with them. What was your thoughts of WWE bringing back ECW as a brand for a weekly show just to – just to bring it back, but not living up to its what it used to be regarding its legacy. Uh, we were all afraid. Can... We were all afraid that Vince was bringing it back to bury it, um, because we were getting so much traction during the time. Yeah, and that's that's all it was. It was bringing it back to bury it, and then bring his guys that weren't that he couldn't do anything with, and bringing them over and putting them on ECW, and bringing us originals back just to have the show. Uh, you know, just to have some authenticity to it. And I remember the only reason I signed is because when Tommy called me, he said he and Paul were going to be in complete control. It was going to be like it used to be. We're going to run smaller buildings. Uh, we're going to be, a, you know, the third brand to, eat, to WWE, but we're still going to stay in our little niche. We're going to run small buildings. Uh, we're not going to do nothing big. And I asked Tommy, I said, so Vince doesn't have any control over this. He goes, no, Paul and I do. I said, okay. I said, then I'll sign. And the money was shit that I signed for. But it was the guarantee after being there 52 weeks, you get all your pay-per-views and bonus, your uh, TV, not TV, pay-per-views, TVs, house shows, all those bonuses, you get those after 52 weeks. So my money was shit that I signed for. But after that, but it was going to be like five times more making it to 52 weeks. But they let go a lot of us in about 40, 45 weeks. Um, at the, you know, even one, the, uh, one of the guys I know quite well, Hurricane Helms, he and I talked beforehand because I've known Shane since he was about six years old. And he and my brother were really close friends. And we were talking on the phone one night, and he says, I hope they're not bringing this back just to bury it. And that's exactly what they did. So, yeah. and, you know, my, I was there 11 months, and I hated it. Once, after the very first arena show, Vince took it over because I wrestled Sabu that night. And after that show, Vince took it over. It was completely his. We had no say, and it was I hated my time there. 
I couldn't, I couldn't not wait to get fired. I, I don't blame you because I mean, like that's basically what Vince did. He ruined the legacy of ECW because he wanted to make profit off it because of the whole rise and fall of ECW DVD. And then he brings it back because RVD suggested, you know, like made a suggestion or threw an idea to Vince saying it should be like a one night only thing, which, which is fine. I mean, like nobody, I mean, nobody's going to bitch or complain about a tribute show, but what really kind of irritated me regarding to ECW is the fact that Vince is going to be Vince to profit, to like profit off of anything, you know? I mean, as both a fan of wrestling, you know, and all that, and also, you know, and I also love ECW, the original, I really think that, that, you know, when it comes down to Vince, he doesn't know when to be honest and saying, well, uh, you know, uh, we, we're going to give you some, you know, some control, Paul, and you too, Tommy. But then all of a sudden, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, I think I got things under control because after all, yeah. If he'd have left his damn hands out of it and let Paul and Tommy, we'd have made him more money than what the little bit he did make. But that's just Vince. He can't keep his hands out of anything. And if it isn't his creation, he's going to either destroy it or change it. That's why they they changed my name to that stupid-ass Christopher W. Anderson at near the end because um, – his explanation to Paul and Paul's uh, reply to me was he thought C.W. Anderson and C.M. Punk, the initials, people would get that confused. Um, when Paul told me that, I was like, yeah, I can completely see that. Because at the time, I was about 250. Uh, you know, I had a stomach on me and Punk's slender and he's got hair and tattoos. I'm bald and don't have any tattoos. I wear a singlet. He wears trunks. But, yeah, I can see exactly where Vince would think where they get us confused. He goes, well, it's not only that. It's, you know, the, you, your name's CW and they think you'd be working for the CW Network. I'm like, well, I've been CW since 1993. And my friend that works at TV Guys said the very first promo they did for the CW Network there's one A-list movie star and another A-list movie star, and they're doing this for the CW ah. Network. So I wonder where they got that from. <laughs> <laughs> so I even told I said, you know what, Paul? I said, I don't give a shit anymore. I said, I don't like being here. I fucking hate it. I said, just change it to where I can keep my CW, because that's all I got. You know, after that, it's downhill. And then he changed me to Christopher W. Anderson. I'm like, shit, my mom's the only one that calls me Christopher. Hmm. Um, let me check out this live chat. How was your time? I think that question was already answered. And there's another question from House of Fear saying, how was how was it working with Caleb Connolly? Oh, I love Caleb. Uh, I was talking to, who was I talking to this weekend? I ran an AML training camp myself, my buddy Preston Quinn, Josh Gary, and LeBron Cozon. We ran a camp, and when somebody asked me that they loved Caleb and I as a tag team at NWA, <sighs> You know, it was the, the young guy looking for his break, and it was the older guy that one more chance. It's almost like it's something from Major League, uh, if anybody knows that movie reference. Um, but I love, you know, I, Caleb lives down in, if I think he still lives down in Charlotte, but at the time, you know, so I've known Caleb a long time, love tagging with him, and he is a, he's an amazing athlete, man. He's an amazing wrestler because he's so damn athletic. Yeah. Um, Brian, you got another question for him? Oh, all right. And for this one, you went back to after your release from a WWE at the time. You ba- you went back to the independent circuit, where it was a, it was Vanguard Championship Wrestling, where you have defeated at that time a TNA wrestler in the name of Sanjay Dutt. What was it like working with Sanjay Dutt? 
Sanjay is another one that I've known a long time, wrestled with him in Japan many times. I mean, we've, I've had God, 15 or 20 matches with Sanjay in Japan. I think it was, um, and wrestling him on the independence. And he's, he's another one that I've, I've known like Caleb wrestled him, tag with him. Uh, another very, the thing about Sanjay is the one thing you, you, you wouldn't know this, but he is I'm not saying this is a this thing on him, but Sanjay's very freaking intelligent when it comes to the business, even when he was young, that's the one thing that I, I knew about Sanjay was early on in the business. He got it. Um, and now, you know, he was, not only was he talented, but he was very knowledgeable of psychology, the, and actual, the business of wrestling. So now I think he's at WWE now, right? He's like an agent or something there. Uh, Caleb is an impact. No, he's talking about Sanjay Dutt. Oh, Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Yeah, Caleb. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know okay. Caleb's at Impact. But yeah, San, I think Sanjay's up there as well as at WWE. Yeah, where, where Sanjay needs to be. I mean, Sanjay could add a lot to that. Uh, add a lot to him for us being an agent and stuff. So he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you, who got something for him? Um, you, you know, I'm gonna need time to think about it. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I got well, I got one for him. Um, so speaking of impact, which was formerly known as TNA, which it should have stayed that way, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, well, well, hey, I mean, total nonstop action. I mean, who doesn't love some TNA? Um, yeah. but yeah, you were um speaking of tribute shows, you were part of the of the event, which was formerly known as Hard Justice, then later renamed Hardcore Justice, mm-hmm. which on that pay per view it was a ECW tribute show was which in actuality was practically better than the one night stand pay-per-views. Cause that's because the way how it was booked, that's how you should do an ECW tribute show. No invasion storylines, no nothing, just, you know, the ECW originals going at, and you face two cold Scorpio, but still, what was it like having to be part of that, you know, tribute show at TNA hardcore justice, 2010. That one I really liked because like you said, it was all ECW. No stupid invasions, nothing along those lines. It was just us going out there and wrestling, you know, and entertaining the fans like we like we enjoy doing. And plus, I got t- stuck with not stuck with, but uh, put with two two cold Scorpio. So he and I always have freaking great matches together. Um, and then sitting and being able to watch the rest of the card and see a lot of those originals like Raven and Tommy rekindle their feud was was fantastic. So you know, th- I thought I thought that pay per view was done qu- done quite well. Me too. Um. Uh, all right. So, so I. All right. So I got one for you. Uh, we had a uh, Sabu on the show, like on episode eighty-three. So my uh, and so my question for you: I know you wrestled. What was it like being in the ring with Sabu? Very first time I wrestled him was in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and I was scared to fucking death because I had seen him all the stuff he'd done on TV and I knew for sure he was going to kill me because he was very Sabu's the type that didn't respect you until he wrestled you. And if he didn't respect you, it was just a different story in the ring. So, but once I wrestled him after that night, he said, I'll wrestle you any night of the week. And after that, once I got the nerves done with wrestling, him was easy. A lot of fun to work, wrestle with him. I worked with him a few years ago um, on an outdoor show in a, 
ball, uh, middle, um, minor league ballpark. And, um, he, he was always a lot of fun to, to be in the ring with because, you know, he is, was ECW to me. He's him and Taz worthy too to help put that place on the map, especially Sabu with what he does. So yeah, I, I have, I've always loved working with Sabu since that first night. I believe uh, Sabu's still on the independent scene, and I think Tez is with AEW, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but it's only a matter of time before Sabu do- does retire, because he did say that on the same episode we interviewed him on, which, mm-hmm. and I also told Zach Allen that he needs to, you know, like if he ever wants to wrestle Sabu, now would be a good time, you know, whenever the opportunity rises. But um, there's some two more questions by House of Fewer, but I will. But I mean, I can I can get to them, or I can pass it on to Brand because I don't think Brand has gotten a you know. I think he should ask a question. So, your call. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that for House of Fewer. He said the first one saying, "How was your time in MLW?" A lot of fun. Yeah, you can't beat it when you're you're tagging with your best friend. And running a promote, running a uh, feud with legends like Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk, Doctor Death, Steve Williams, and then bringing in D'Lo Brown, who at the time I had never met, got to meet that time, and come to find out he and I were marks for each other, and we didn't even know it. And now D'Lo and I are like really good friends. Works uh, wrestling with those crowd every night, um, and plus it was different. You know, it was that hybrid wrestling with the Japanese, and then the newer guys. Was, like Sanjay and CM Punk and Michael Shane. And then you had Raven and uh, Kojima from Japan and guys like that. But I, I really, really hated it. I thought MLW was going to go somewhere with that. And then uh, I don't know, really know why court closed it, but I hate that MLW had closed. Um, my mom just asked a question. Uh, what is your earliest memory of watching wrestling on TV and who were your favorite wrestlers back in the old days? And she just said, I'm 51, by the way, but hey, <laughs> I'm 50. So, um, let's see my very first wrestling match, July 5th, 1985 rock and roll express versus Crusher Khrushchev and, uh, Ivan Koloff, because I know that because I hated professional wrestling up until that day, I would not watch it. And my little brother got me to sit down with him and watch it on that day and watching the rock and roll express beat the Russians in 1985. And that match is actually on YouTube. Um, well, we were jumping around cause we were little kids. We would jump around because the Americans had just beat the Russians and I was hooked. Uh, my favorite wrestlers, my all-time favorite is Bobby Eaton. He's my idol. He still is my idol. Um, and let's see who else did I like. I like Magnum TA a little bit. Um, but the Midnight Express, they've always been my goat. my goat. You and my dad would get along great, just so we're clear. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, he loves the old school stuff. In fact, speaking of uh, Ricky Morton, we had him on here on episode 76 of R&R, you know, and it was actually one of the best uh, interviews, which actually took up the entire show in a sense, but it was it was all worth it. Oh, absolutely. Because um, Ricky's a talker, man. He's very entertaining. He's got a million stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And the one, one joke he did tell about, you know, uh, Robert Gibson. Oh, my God. That was out of nowhere. But, Ricky, uh, Ricky taught me one of my very first lessons that I still hold true. He 
when he tells his younger students and his, his kids, he tells the story of our very first interaction. And I teach it in my seminars because, you know, I'm 23 years old. I'm marked for Bobby Eaton. I'm doing the leg drop off the top rope, the punch, the swinging neck breaker. Um, and I wanted to do all those in the very first time I wrestled Ricky. And Ricky puts his hands on my shoulders and he goes, CW, listen. He said, tonight, we're going to go out there. I'm going to work your little finger. He says, and we're going to get over more with me working your little finger than you are doing all that stupid shit, okay? Uh, on the outside, I'm like, okay, Ricky, whatever you say. On the inside, I'm like, there's no way. I thought I knew what the hell I was doing, but he proved me wrong. We got out there, and he worked my little finger, and the crowd was going crazy over that stuff, and me doing all that shit off the top rope and all the Bobby Eaton stuff, they didn't care for it because, one, it wasn't Bobby Eaton doing it. It was my fat ass. Oh. Uh, I remember. Um, I, I remember watching the Ricky Morton interview on here, and uh, I was just like, "That's um, one of the most successful interviews I saw on in in the history." Which yep. I which I'll give credit to Brian on that one. Uh, speaking of uh, B Mark, do you have a question? Oh, oh me. Your mic is muted, B Mark. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry about that. But yes, uh, same question for House of Fury saying, so how different is NWA now compared to its 2010 operation? Um, when I worked for it up, up until the, the, the pandemic hit, it seems like the, you know, of course you got Billy, Billy Corgan running now. And uh, at the time, Dave Lagana was doing all the booking. Um, it was, to me, I think it's better run, smoother, with better, more advanced talent, more knowledge talent, and it seems like the guys that he's got, they got now, is one of the closest things I've gotten to an ECW locker room as far as everybody wanting to help, help everybody and everybody watching everybody's matches to help them and to make everybody better, to make the show better. So I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, also, there was a previous question you asked. Um, how was work? How was it? What was it? How was uh? Oh my God, the grammar. How what was it? What was it like working at Extreme Rising? Or how was working Extreme Rising? Those were the ones that Shane Douglas run as well, right? Um, let me check. I think so. I think I think so. I think that he called him Extreme Rising. Because uh, I worked, I tagged with Devon one night and worked wrestled Homicide and Eddie Kingston. Then I came in there and wrestled Balls. So I think Mahoney. those were it. Yeah, Balls Mahoney. Uh, those those were fine. Man. Again, it's it's just a different type of ECW people. But this one had, you know, it had Matt Hardy and Luke Hawks. Um, just a few more different people, just different people, not so much straight ECW guys. It had a few ECW guys, but a little more independent talent, a little more of the indie darlings, you could say. Um, yeah, it was uh, – Shane Douglas was one of the key people, you know, of that uh, promotion, of course. Right. So, and as for other things, I don't know who Corky Robinson or Leonard Brand or Dave DePonte is, but – Still, yeah, you were right. Um, Shane Douglas is one of them. But, yeah. Um, Michael, do you have a question for him? Uh, I got no further questions. Thank you. 
Okay. Well, I got... Well, here, here's a question that I've uh, been thinking about since I watched your video from Facebook recently that you made a year ago. Um, after being retired for a year, what do you miss most, if anything? Um, well, you know I unretired. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back in January. And I've wrestled probably about 10 or 15 times since then. And um, when I did retire, oh, shit, I missed because I had to get away from the business so I could get my head clear because I had been 27 years of being CW Anderson and it actually affected my personal life. So just cause this business will consume you. Um, oh. if, if you let it and for 27 years being one person and being on the road all the time, you actually become that person. That's why a lot of the guys killed herself because they don't know what it's like to be normal. So that was basically one of the reasons I did retire. You were letting your you're letting the character the ego of your character get to you mentally. Yeah, and plus you know you're, that every weekend, and then it was getting to the point where I was wrestling every weekend. Uh, I ended up uh, one of the reasons that caused my third marriage to fail because I was gone so much, and she was not a wrestling fan at all. Um, so that that didn't work out. But yeah, it was um, definitely the best thing. I don't think I should have retired at the time. I should have just went away and just because you know, I won't like nobody was wrestling anyway because of the pandemic. Uh, but I am glad that I did come back because now I have a better head on my shoulders, a different life and enjoy this business now because hell I am 50 years old and still able to wrestle because, you know, I'm 215 pounds now in the best shape I've ever been in. So I'm still able to wrestle like I did when I was in my twenties with hardly any pain. Well, that's pretty good to know. Uh, Brian, you got another question for him? Yeah, and uh, same same person, House of Fear, saying, what was it like touring, touring in Japan? Well, I love, I love Japan. I wish I could have moved there when I had the chance to. Um, love the people, love the culture, love living over there, love how respectful they are, how the fans over there are not spoiled like a lot of the fans here are. They actually appreciate the, the wrestlers and um, they make you feel like you're actually doing something by the time you get out of the ring. Um, I just, it was, it's a nice break. Cause you, you know how most of the culture here is spoiled and they want everything their way. And you go to restaurants and you act like the people at, at restaurants are acting like you're bothering them. Whereas over there, people are actually happy to serve you and happy to have their, to do their job. So that was a, a nice change to be over there. And the wrestling over there is fantastic. Cause at the time when I was wrestling, it was actual strong style. It's not what they call strong style now because that that's not it, but it was actual strong style uh, where they're hitting you a hell of a lot harder and kicking you a lot harder than what you see now on TV from Japanese wrestling. But you actually, they stopped that stuff because it was shortening people's careers. You know, like my first tour over there, I got my neck broke. Um, and what was it? My 15th tour or so broke my back. Um, so I'm, I'm actually glad that they cut the strong stop, the strong part out of it and made it more of a work. Um, but the, the people of man are amazing in Japan. It's one of the places I love visiting. Um, so where do you uh, wrestle now? Like local shows, you know, per chance. 
North Carolina this weekend. I'm in West Virginia because uh, I live right around Raleigh. And I, have, I work for a promotion called AML that runs once a month. And they're the people that run. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of WrestleCade. Um, yeah. yeah they're, the ones, they're the ones that run WrestleCade every Thanksgiving. So they, they work every month. Like this past weekend, we had 600 people in a town near, near Winston-Salem. Um, had Zach Ryder there, George South, myself. Um, let's see. Some guys from MLW. Uh, one of the guys from Impact. And you have to forgive me because I am horrible with names of guys. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Myron Reed was one. Um, but, yeah, they, they, like I said, man, it was, it was a pretty packed place. It was a very good – one of the best shows I've ever been on from top to bottom. But, yeah, AML Wrestling is, is my mainstay right now. Well, I don't know if you know this. I mean, you say you're from North Carolina. I'm actually from, uh, you know, South Carolina around, you know, Gaffney Oh, okay. So you and- – yeah. And do you ever come to Spartanburg? Let's see. When I was, I was there last year, like before all this bullshit happened, I was there. I was there yeah. last year in, in Gaffney. Yeah. So yeah, I was in um in Charlotte not Charlotte. too long ago, and then Mo- I'm mean, being Moxville, Kernersville, that kind of area. But yeah, Spar- I know where I know where Gaffney's at. Well, well, if you ever come around Spartanburg, like you know, do you ever like? There was like this indie promotion called Big Time Wrestling, and if you you know maybe you know if we if we ever get the chance we should meet up because yeah. that's that's a good indie indie uh, show from you know. Is it is it the guys from New York that run Big Time the same one? I think it's the one from uh, Boston, I believe, or oh somewhere yeah, Boston. You're exactly right. Yeah, Steve Perkins runs it. I worked for them. Yeah, I worked in Spartanburg because I we worked at an uh, auditorium there. I wrestled Matt Hardy, and then last time I was there, I worked with uh, myself and. Else. Who else? But it was me against Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley and um, Shane Douglas at, at that one. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. I think I was there when that happened. Was it in 2020? Yes. No, oh 20, my no God. I apologize. 2019. I'm sorry. Because nothing happened in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was me and Bubba. And because me and Bubba and Shane put me through a table. <laughs> well. I remember, well, there was a show January 4th, 2020 at the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium, and I, I did see... That was see, it. Uh, that was it, because January 3rd, we were in Durham. That was the one. We I were was in there. Durham the night before. Yeah. I was there. Yeah, yeah it was me and Bubba, and I want to say it was Shane Douglas, and who was... Did I have a partner? I think I had a partner, but I, I got put through a table. I remember Bubba hit me with a chair, and it's sticking to my back, because I got hung in my singlet. Um, yeah, well, I was at that show. Well, yeah, I mean, I was there. I mean, I don't know if I saw you or anything, but then again, I mean, like, well, hindsight being 2020, because I mean, I, because there's a lot of people there. And besides this is South Carolina, because we, I mean, we all love that wrestling, you know, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, if, if I ever, if we ever get the chance, you know, I can probably, you know, see it up there. If you ever come around uh, Spartanburg, if there's ever a BTW show. Yeah. I hope they do run, man. I, they hadn't run in a while, but I always like no, working with Steve in big time. Because I, know, I think Steve was getting out of it. The guy that run big time, he was going to get out of it for a little while because he's got a you know family and two kids now. But um, yeah, I've worked yeah. him in Spartanburg several Spartanburg. times down there. How so? If you were uh, asked the question, how was working uh, Amiga Russian? How's it? What? How- how was it? What was it like working uh, Omega Wrestling? Like uh, Omega Championship Wrestling, you know? Omega. Oh, it was the hardest. Yeah, that was. I mean, I love Omega because 
you know, myself, the Hardys, Shane Helms, the guys that were the dubs at ECW, Joey Abs, uh, Steve Carino, Lodi, all of us started together back in the, in the early 90s. So I've known them forever, you know, Shannon Moore as well, um, Joey Mercury. So we all started together. We're, we're actually probably the largest group of people to ever start together, and all of us make it famous, you know, WWE, WCW, w, and uh, ECW. But I always like working with Omega. Because, you know, Matt's, Matt knows his stuff. Matt's a very good businessman when it comes to wrestling. And he had Shane Helms helping him. And Shane's just as intelligent, if not if not more, when it comes to that. Have They they haven't been doing any uh, Omega shows as of late since they revived it. Has, uh, has there been any mm. – uh, I mean, what, what's been the pro- – I mean, do you know what's been going on? Mm. Because, I mean, as much as I'd like to speak with Matt, even though we don't know if he'll ever be on here, but still, do you know the state of Omega at this point? It's st- still on standby, not running because Shane's with WWE as an agent and Matt's with AEW. Uh, I think Jeff is still at WWE, maybe because I don't I don't watch the product. So um, yeah, he's like, still with Raw. He still is. So they they don't have time to run it because they were the main ones, and they're Matt and Shane are very hands on, and they're the type that if it's done right, they're going to do it. That's how they are, and they're not going put it in somebody else's hand because Omega has something to live that has, has something to live up to. And I know Shane and Matt like doing it themselves with that. Yeah. Hey, Brian, there was a question that, um, if you were asked, uh, like, uh, so you can ask that if you want to form or you can ask your own question. I'll go ahead and do that before that. It was a same person house. If you were saying, did you have a chance to work with Trevor Lee? Yes, uh, the last Omega show. It was myself and Matt Hart, myself, Matt Hardy, and Trevor Lee in a three man, uh, a three way dance. And then I've worked with Trevor for CWF, which is a promotion and that was a promotion in Burlington before they closed last year uh, several times. Again, Trevor, Trevor's dad actually wrestled with us way back then, and uh, so I've known Trevor for a long time. Hmm. What else uh, do we have, friend? Uh, let's. I'll go ahead and go. I'll have my question now. With going back to ECW, the original ECW, you had your first match in ECW. You teamed up with Skull Von Crush, taking on Danny Doring and Roadkill. And so, my question to you is: What were your thoughts? Being in the first match on ECW, you know, being debuted. Uh, very surreal because it happened the way it happened was kind of out of nowhere. So being to walk out in front of the ECW crowd when I didn't even think I was coming to the show was it was very cool. No, no, I got my job because that's the night I got my job was that match. Well, before that, before the, it was a tryout, but I got offered a job before that. Um. I did a little uh, background check on you. Um, I, I noticed that you were trained at the power plant of WCW. Um, you were like there for 18 months, and all of a sudden, um, JJ Dillon and and now the late recently departed Paul Orndorff said something about you not having like enough like like saying like you you, you lack the talent and physique, you know, to be a successful wrestler, but still. Yep. I. I I kind of disagree with what, with your other stuff that you've done. I mean, like, but still, what were your thoughts about 
like if that weren't if that didn't happen, what would you think you would have brought to the table for WCW? Uh, very solid wrestler, kind of like Arn did. It was one, uh, a guy that probably not going to be your champ, your heavyweight champ, but somebody that could be a good television champ and have a good match with anybody. Cause that was kind of the thing I was going after as, in my career. I want to be able to have a match with a broomstick or Ric Flair and have a great match. I want to be that kind of wrestler. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Until, and you know, that was three or four months, I think before the ECW thing ECW came through. Came so that was kind of a gut shot to hear that knowing that I've been, working hard to finally make it somewhere. And then I get to the power plant and start getting everything that I thought I knew turned around and JJ Dillon and Paul Orndorff are basically kicking me in the nuts. I bet they hate they ever say that. Well, you know what? I can't, I can't they probably don't remember it. Or I'm sure JJ don't remember it cause he's never brought it up to me. No, but may uh, Paul Orndorff rest in peace either yeah. as well, because I bet he didn't remember it either, but no, um, House Fury said, "How? What was it like working Mid American Wrestling?" No idea who that is. I, I don't know what that is either. I mean, that was just that just popped up right there in the chat. I mean, I, yeah, you know. Um. Well, okay. How about this one? Maybe I can ask a different question. That's probably a little bit better. Um. You uh. What was it like working with? Okay, I'll see if this one out of work, but oh well. What was it like working for Ring of Honor? Okay, I guess um, it was in the early stages, and then they stopped using me because I took a Japan, my very first Japan booking, over coming to one of their shows. Um, you know, at the time, Ring of Honor was just another independent promotion. So when they offered me a chance to go to Japan, I wasn't going to turn that down. So, you know, Gabe Sapolsky and I kind of had it out on that, but, uh, during like my, my, my zero. Is that who, no, whoever he books for now, I, don't, I have no idea, but he was, he was the booker for ring of honor in the early stages. So, um, it was, it is, it is what it is. I worked for him in the early days, wrestled a, a few times there, and it was fine. It was, again, at the time, it was just another independent promotion. But I uh, you know, never thought it was going to blow up like it did. Happy for it because a lot of my buddies got jobs there. So, <laughs> Hello, Mason. How are you doing? Wait, what year was that when you were with Ring of Honor at the time? 2002. 2000, yeah, 2002, Rob 2003. I, I think Rob Feinstein was the guy that was uh, – Rob owned with, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started it. Him and Gabe and Doug started it. Doug Gentry. Okay. There's a lot of controversy with that guy, I'll tell you. But either way, um, I think I got everything there was to ask. Uh, Brand, do you have anything else okay. left? Uh, yes, I do got one more question. That, of course, you were a big – big fan of Jim Crockett promotions like you admired by like Nature Boy Ric Flair, the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes along with Bob Newton. And then I was I was looking at that on that Wikipedia that 
you were drafted by the San, San Diego Padres as a catcher, but then, right. but then uh, you have rejected the offer, and instead you went to attend college and college study shooting, while playing baseball and softball. Did you regret on those things though? If you if you did if you did play for the San, San Diego Padres. Oh, absolutely. I regret it. I regret it every day. Um, you know, at the time, it was before the Latin explosion of catchers came through, so I was kind of a oddity. I was a white catcher that could, you know, sit on his knees and throw at 90 miles an hour without I even had to stand up. Um, I had an average bat. I had white boy speed. Um, but I was really good as far as picking off runners, and I was a very intelligent catcher. And it was kind of my mom was the one to help. Well, she didn't help. She pretty much talked me out of talked me out of signing, because uh, you know, 18 years old, never been anywhere, never done anything, uh, and the money was shit at for the you know twenty thousand dollars signs, two thousand dollars signing bonus to go start with rookie ball, uh, and it was go to college and get your education. The pros always be there. It was, it was stupid ass decision because I should have went to the pros because college could always be there. But hindsight 2020, can't do anything about it. Um, still loved playing baseball a little bit afterwards until I blew my arm out. And um, then play, played softball up until about three years ago. Uh, but again, I, I would have never become C.W. Anderson and had the career I would have. So, you know, one hand washes the other. There's only, uh, well, there's one question left, you know, from the chat from viewers saying, if having a chance to tour Japan again for a tag league, who would you want as a partner? Uh, the guy that I tag with now, Preston Quinn with the extreme horseman. He's the closest thing to me there is on the independence. All right. Actually, uh, I got a, I got a, I got two questions. So, um, what, um, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. So, uh, what made you inspired to become a wrestler? And, uh, did you, um, taught like the, uh, like the, uh, new, do you tell like any newcomers to the uh, wrestling uh, industry? Uh, the only reason I became a wrestler, I was looking something to do on the weekend and it just kind of happened. Uh, I was, had a, I had a real job and went with a, a buddy of mine to a show and just kind of fell into it. So it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, mm -hmm. anybody that's new in the wrestling, um, if I had you any, any advice is to find a reputable trainer, not somebody that you go to a local show, but somebody that's actually been there and done that that you've seen on TV, uh, that at least you'll get some good kind of good training because there's always, there's Al Snow in Kentucky. You know, you got Danny Cage with his monster factor up in Jersey. Uh, Devon Dudley has his own training school. Booker T has his own training school. Um, you know, George South has one down in Charlotte. Uh, AML has a good one over in Winston-Salem that I can recommend, I recommend. So find some, that kind of school to go. Don't just go to some damn local show and somebody says they're training because most of the time you're going to get your money taken from you and you're going to be a shitty wrestler. Mm. That is a fact. Well, she had a question about. Oh, no, already asked. From, like, yeah. Okay. Well, um, how uh, can people follow you on social media? Like where they can find you on social media to follow you? Everything's at ECW Anderson. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, everything's at ECW Anderson. Mm. All right, Brian. 
All right. Yes. Um, it's an honor to have you on the show, CW. Definitely appreciate your time. You're welcome. Absolutely. And we can't wait to have you on, on the show soon. Guys, thank you all so much, man. Y'all have a good evening. Yeah, you too. All right. See you. Yes, sir. Right. CW Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He, put the C, he puts the CW in ECW. Yes. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I actually didn't know he was going to be a, a baseball character, but. Um, well, knowing you, well, no, well, knowing you, David, you're always up, up, up baseball's rear end. Oh. <laughs> well, if, well, which one? If I ever. If I ever. Pitch, I'll make. I'll always make sure that you strike out every time because that's what you do. And you know what they call that? It's called a screwball to replace the screw job. Yeah. Well, that's what you do. Uh-oh. Well, well, yeah, you're right. Oh, and I would. Again, you, David. And, and again, if necessary. Oh boy. But anyway. Oh, by the way, let's. I want to say this right here. This is the 90th episode. Think about that, like absolutely. Go, oh yeah, and yeah. I, I actually have an idea. Since we're ten episodes away from episode one hundred, I was thinking. Look, I was looking back on this channel. Episode forty-eight was the longest, five hours and eighteen minutes and fifty-seven seconds. Oh, so, oh, and I remember what what the the topic was about. Oh my god, and and. I was thinking, maybe, just maybe, for episode 100, we'll make it a five-hour-plus episode to try to break the record. And maybe, maybe, mm. and maybe, two interviews in one show. Never happened before. Well, we, can, hmm. we can pull that we off can. if uh, we can. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to probably, probably make that happen. Probably when I can, but but you real but 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 the case may be is that we have to start like around like but if we're gonna do this right we have to do it properly so I'd have yeah. to say if we're gonna go above the limit we'd have to go with six hours yes and I think we could uh, oh hey Mitch how you doing and th and thanks for uh you know thank you I mean I, I mean we try. And I think I think we should have like I don't know if it's possible if we can have ten people on a call. Like I want to have it like be like well, a marathon. Well, we've already had well, well, we've already been you know inspired. I mean, someone has told us. I'm not going to reveal who about we should have like ten people on the call. Like for my for idea. one. Well, someone else had an idea like that too. Me. Oh. oh. Well, not just well, not just you, but someone else as well. It's like everybody knows when episode, like episode 100 is coming, like in about in the next 10 weeks, and God, 10 weeks is a long time. It, it's gonna be like like one of those episodes, like you never thought would ever come by, you know? Yeah. I look at guys like Gary Newkirk and look how the effort he put in, even though one episode is private, which I'm not gonna bring up for you know, out of respect for the guy, but he did was able to make, give out 100 episodes of, you know, Flicks with the Dicks. But still, at the end of the day, he managed to pull through. And, you know, even though we've had some problems here and there behind the scenes of the show, and yes, I will be one of them. I know, hard to believe. 
I, I'm still here and I'm still to, you know, do everything I can, you know, to contribute. Also, she doesn't say a whole You're here, I'm queer. I <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> also, oh. uh, she doesn't say horseman, uh, Brendan. Oh yeah, oh, or, oh yeah, I know. Well, here's the deal. The dip for, well, the thing is, horsemen. What they're going with is like the a fan made. Yeah, the fan made horseman that some people are going with. They ain't. I mean, no matter what, you can't topple the the real four horsemen when it came to guys like Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and you know, and even uh. Oh man, who else was there? It was um. Like um, Barry Windham, I mean, like those kind of guys. Well, um, we got um, we got we got a sponsor of uh, Four Horsemen right now. So, uh, yeah, this show is sponsored by uh, the Horsemen. The Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. You mean the Four Whores, man? <laughs> no, that's the other guy you're thinking of. Um, what other guy could I be thinking of? Quit trying to quit trying to stir the pot, David. Stir the pot? Well, at least my pot has yeah, money. Yeah, you're stirring the pot. You're stirring the pot and, and go smoke some while I get myself some gluten protein shakes. Well, at least, <laughs> at least, my, pot, at least my, my pot. That's has not money. true. That's not oh. true, Romy. That's not true, Romy. Oh. That's not true. Oh. <laughs> at, least, at least my money has. At least, at least my pot has money and your pot is cold. David Romy, St. Dennis. And, and you know what? At least my pot is cooler. David Romy, St. Dennis. <laughs> Not too late because Romy is already a Putnam, so. And besides, besides, there's no way David and Romy are related because after all, Romy's shooting yeah. blanks. Had a vexectomy, 2008. 2008. Hmm. Hmm. Whenever you got that information. Hmm. Where do you think I got it from? From the man himself. <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's the thing with Romy. At least he's honest in, in a lot of cases, and he, and he and you know he's not gonna you know back away from telling you, unless of course it's something that's way too deep, which is respectable. But anyway, since we're dicking around, I think it's about time we got to the topic. So you want me to do the original, the, the usual thing I do? Yes, Jordan. Let's go, ho! Right. We'll start off first to start off episode 90. I woke up my dog. Right. Oh. No, 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 nothing's wrong. Go, go back to sleep. Well, uh,. My first topic, I want to get some news that recently, uh, re that Isles Trebek, uh, has won another daytime Emmy as his children, except, you know, because you all know, uh, that unfortunately he recently passed away. And I just want to say a big congratulations to Alex and also, uh, uh, Larry King as well for winning the daytime Emmy Awards and I just wanna and I just wanna congratulate them for winning the awards and uh and also uh 
No, they always said they tribute for Reggie and uh, Larry, uh, and uh, all may have done recipes, and you'll never forget what they've done in the entertainment. Uh, so I just want to say uh, congratulations to them. Um, but that's it for my first topic, uh, Brennan. All right, and let's see what'll be up next, and it'll be. Ah, uh, me. All right. Yes. All right. To right. Up first topic I'll talk about is going to be my experience from last Saturday, which I went to Relentless Wrestling, the beginning episode number one. I know what you're talking about. Yep, that's correct. Yep, it was at the Trailbreaker Cider in beautiful Liberty Lake, Washington, but besides being hot up there. But say at the least, I had a good time. I was a sponsor of for Relentless Wrestling with Rant and Rave. You know, got to sell some merch though, and signed some uh, event posters, which I got very lucky. Only sold one T-shirt, but still made some money for that. You know, which I'll give one big shout out to my boy uh, Josh Tyler for buying the T-shirt. Shout out to you, Josh. And there was some uh, good, good, sh- good matches. We're on the card, though. The first match to start up was Nick Wayne, the, the son of the late great Buddy Wayne, God rest his soul, along with uh, taking on Peter Murray. Great first match to start off. And, you know, those were great matches, you know. I know the main event, though, I'll say great one. Big hot spike between... The current MLW National Openweight Champion Alexander Hammerstone, taking on WWE uh, former WWE star, the Vampire Warrior Gangrel. Great, great scene, Gangrel. Still um, wrestles to that day, though. Man, what the? That was a surprise. <laughs> what? What happened? I what happened? Heard some, I heard something. Uh, but continue, Brandon. Maybe yeah. it was your blow-up doll. Oh! <laughs> you just spoiled yourself. <laughs> Maybe. Um, only anger, only anger I I be, uh, David, I wouldn't be surprised that and that blow-up doll was going to sail. Wait, hold on. What was that, Michael? I wouldn't be surprised that blow-up doll was Chris Sale. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, 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 Michael. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Gary Cole with his stinky stuff. <laughs> oh, there, oh, there's a dragon. By the so way, said Jimmy, Alex seriously. By the way, Jimmy, it's a dragon. Like, seriously. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. No, oh, no, it's a fact. Gary Cole, she's using Spike Tap. Oh. So said Alex Flora. But either way, uh, what else was there in your topic, Brand? I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, George. That's better. Anyways, continue, Brand. Either way, what I was saying was the, the second one, we had, you know, uh, Danny's favorite, the current verified champion, Steve Miggs, along and taking on the devil himself, Drexel, which. 
I get I got a chance to we got actually me and Jordan got a chance to interview Steve Meggs and Drexel. Was it episode episode nineteen was when we episode when we interviewed uh uh Steve Meggs, right? Yep. Yeah, and I remember that and I and I remember the, the, the topic I discussed, which is kinda emotional. We, 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 we should have them on for one episode one hundred. Well, well, we'll have to wait and see what happens, David. We'll see. Yes, but you know, although it should have been defended by the uh, should have been defended the verified title, but unfortunately didn't in that case. But overall, Drexel won that, and of course, and I forgot to mention the the main event. Of course, Hammerstone won that one. Pretty good, hot fight, and the. And second match, Drexel getting the win. And then that third match, though, we had Christopher Rizek taking on Jacob Oso. And then, and I'll say this. I mean, I I was kind of with my shock face, though. Pull, pulling the tights down where everyone could see the the trying to moon someone i'm like oh my god that was like no comment but overall the winner of that you know as usual jacob also getting the win on that and and another match we got to was it was kind of we knew someone from last year is the six foot stunner uh, Rebel Kell, where we also got to interview her as well. Was that episode like thirty uh, three or something? It was, yes. Right on the head, right there. Yes. Ooh, ouch! But either way, <laughs> originally she was going to take on Holly Cromwell, but unfortunately she didn't make it. However. The replacement wasn't other than the Ripper Jack Stevens, and of course Kel getting the win. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, I had that coming. Yeah. The Jordan One Two Seven Nine Network, and then you'd have Gary going like, "I don't effing think so, buddy. I don't effing think so." <laughs> or, or the David Zero Point. 3,000 network. Uh, Zero point? Oh, forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, Zero. Uh, the intermission came along. And... <laughs> oh, sorry. Andrew sent me a photo, which is freaking funny. I'll have to show it later. Okay, yeah. And, yep, and the uh, after intermission, you know, it was a, uh, the fifth match. Six-man tag. It was elimination style. Of got the... Oh. Something happened to David. Uh-oh. But I'll continue on. Hey, you know what? The stream got 20 times better now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I'll look at that photo later. Oh. As we got the A-team of Chase James, along with Jackson Price and Lance Pearson taking on the Bass Bros of Chris Ross and Dave Turner. And their uh, mystery partner, was the original was originally with the A team of, of Orion Wolf. Looking, I was like very shocked about that. But and then that in that 
and that turn face thing, like, what the Alex? What did he just? What did he do? Hold on. Give me. What in the world did he do? (laughs) Here we go again. Oh, that's nasty. Uh, that's nasty. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to happen, but I, but I, but I wasn't going to say anything. Speaking of which, hey, I'm Mike McDowell here. Uh, I was just trying to oh, get out of here. I'm just trying to tell you guys, don't forget to check out my panel. Yes, it's the best panel in the world. And uh, I, I love doing my commercials, and I just want to say, Red Bubble, and it's great. Fine, pun. Uh, what the? You, oh my god, David. My word. Um, oh, I didn't roll over that joke. You were, uh, you were exposed. You were there. But anyway, let's get let's keep letting Brandon. Let's let Brandon continue with the topic. Yes. Thank oh, hold on a minute. Um, Andrew just sent me something. I I got a screenshot of this. It look it oh. looks like he it looks like somebody got caught him like taking a poo. <laughs> That's what he sent me to. Yep. Which is pretty. Which is it's just okay. I mean, like after all, that's actually a good. I mean, like it's actually good to see Andrew once in a while. Yes. That's anybody not anymore. Oh, Andrew sent me the same thing. Yeah, but that's it's a you already see you already saw the pick. But continuing on, where was I? Oh yes. You know, of course, uh, Maddox Ryan, you know, used to be the manager for a team, but then decided to turn their turn his back on the, the Turner, you know, a big uh, face turn. Kind of figured that was coming, and that was great. But then, of course, Chris Ross winning it, you know, with his team. And then, although I didn't post any pictures for the sixth match, but I did uh, acknowledge that, by the way, which is the, um, the second-to-last match, was a fatal four-way match between uh, Cole Wright, Chris Brady, Princess Deathwish, and Drake Kwan. What the? <laughs> Alex! <sighs> well, I guess, is it the same thing that he sent to Brennan? Wait, hang nope. on, I got it's something different. It's something different. <sighs> oh, 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 it's something else. Oh, let me take a look. <laughs> Michael, Michael, wait, Michael, Michael Bob, Bob Doofus. Wait, oh, Michael, Michael Bob Doofus. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Really, Alex? I thought. Square Pants, is that you? <laughs> Wait, you know what I what thought? What if I have a spingle bab? You know, you know what I think, think would have been more funnier? Hmm. Michael bomb duped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm pooped. Jordan, track. really? Jordan, really? <laughs> well, well, think of it like this, Michael. At least I'm not calling you um, by a woman's name. <laughs> yeah, as that other person would do. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm I, hey, binary. I'm, the, I'm the nice type, just so we're clear. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't have to be. But anyway, um, as for as for dragon, I will do that you, that thing as soon as you know Brandon's topic is over, because you know, yes. I'll probably do that when it's my turn. Yeah, but 
Yes, and of course, Princess Deathwish seeing off the win on that one. So, but overall, got to see uh, Rebel Kill and Steve Miggs, you know, finally in person, you know. And then with um, Kendall Marie, you know, with being the raft and all that. So, my experience, like I mentioned before, was, you know, great. You know, guy had, like I said, had a good time. Did sell one merch, but it's all good. Still make some good, still made some money off of that. And mentioned, got to sign some posters. But, like I said, I'll be back on July 24th, back at the same place, the trail at the Trailbreaker Cider in Liberty Lake, Washington, which is Relentless Wrestling, where it's the show's uh, called Roll the Dice, where we'll have the Bass Bros with Dave Turner and Chris Ross, and along with uh, Chase James, Hammerstone's coming back. But this time, we will have outlandish Zicky Dice that we did interview on the show. And the guy who loves to rule ass, Warhorse. And, of course, we were supposed to have her on this first show, but probably didn't make it, but Holly Cromwell will be joining us. And, yes, I will be there. And and for the folks who, who are getting tickets and all that, um, Go do it right now on brownpapertickets.com. Just search up the company Relentless Wrestling, and then it will give you that show and all that right there. And, of course, uh, I will be back selling merch yet again and be signing some more uh, vet posters. But, yes, that being said, that will be the end of my first topic. And, by the way, that interview with Zicky Dice, wasn't that episode 17? Because I remember I Andrew was there, know. too. Yes, that's correct. And the merch friend is sunny and strictly from Redbubble. Shut up, David. Uh, actually, the, 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 the merch he's selling could, could have sold better, you know, had there been enough R&R fans. Yes, agreed. Hmm. Well, promotion. Yes, I will do that. We always promote. promote my ass. No, I'm talking about remember like when I used to promote the show and when I left, you know. Well, actually, you know, I'm thinking about. Hey, I'm thinking about. Legends. Well, I got I got something to say about that for one of my topics because I think I might have an idea to help you know grow the stuff. But anyway, but I'm I'm gonna wait until it's my turn. So. All right. Let's see who's up next. And and I'm going next with. Uh, Friday Night Smackdown from this past Friday. We're starting off the night backstage. Jimmy Uso broke the news to the current Universal Champion. And it's the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, who is not even a real chief, by the way. He informed his brother, Jay Uso, that he is not... That his brother Jay Uso is not coming to not coming back to SmackDown. Back at the Thunderdome, though, SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair kicked off tonight, celebrating her victory over Bailey at Hell in a Cell. 
And then Seth Rollins interrupted. Celebrated his own victory. Until he was joined by Bailey, of course. The self-proclaimed role model. Not even that close. Yep. Britt Baker's better. Sorry, Bailey. Yes. Uh, that was until Cesaro made the save. Even evening up the odds and making this a mixed tag team match player holla holla. And of yes, Prime Minister. Bailey and Seth Rollins taking on Bianca Belair and Cesaro. Winners of the match. Bailey and Seth Rollins. Yuck. Time of the match. 11 minutes, 30 seconds. But an okay start to the show, if you ask me. We have... And then next up, we have the royal coronation of the brand new king of SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura. While backstage, Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce took Seth Rollins' request about deserving an opportunity at the Universal title against Roman Reigns. They took that under consideration. Oh and God. for the details to follow for this coming Friday as well. And then we have a Money in the Bank ladder match qualifying. Hey, Bao. We got Big E taking on the current Intercontinental Champion, Apollo Crews, accompanied by Commander Aziz. Winner of the match, it's Big E. Time of the match, 12 minutes, 55 seconds. I'm going to call that match of the night material. And then, the lone woman's match of the night. We got Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. I feel like there's a feud between these two. I mean, seriously. Winner of the match, once again, Liv Morgan. Time of the match, 3 minutes, 15 seconds. And then for the final matchup, we've got Jimmy Uso taking on Dolph Ziggler, accompanied by the glorious Robert Roode. Winner of the match, Jimmy Uso at a time at three, 9 minutes 35 seconds. And then final segment. Paul Heyman and the Universal Champion Roman Reigns stood in the center in the ring following a commercial. And then they reminded the WWE Universe about of Roman Reigns' dominance over the over this past year ever since winning the Universal title at SummerSlam. Oh, excuse me, not SummerSlam. It was uh, Battleground. Yeah, Battleground. Pay, no, 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 pay, no, Payback. Payback, I'm sorry, Payback. Oh, oh, yeah, Payback. Thank you, Jordan, for that. Uh, no problem. Instead, 
that was until the rated R superstar Edge made his first appearance since WrestleMania 37. Edge the tall is Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman retreated to close out SmackDown. And that's the end of my first topic. All right. Of course, let's see who will be up next. And it's going to be. All right. Um, yeah, that's what I feel like. Like every time, you know, when you do a topic, David, I just want to yawn. Um, but anyway. So, as you people don't probably know, last week on Friday was, you know, basically, you know, my brother's birthday. It was on, like, this past Friday was the 25th of June. However, here's the thing, though. Now, I did not tell Alex, you know, and I know Alex is probably not watching now, but hopefully if he watches back, he could check this part out. And just so we're clear, Alex... The reason why I didn't tell you about that was because, one, I didn't want the 25 being pushed forward or pushed back to a later point in time because you've been putting in a lot of hard work as of late trying to get this puppy going. But I will say, though, it's actually both a it's actually a good day, too, because when you think about it, I mean, it's not just the time when my brother was born, but it's also the time where we have a new era dawning for you and, you know, the people who follow you in regards to the game show community. So I just want to say that I hope that the 25 um, KAPR TV, it does real good and hopefully, you know, and I, and I hope to contribute more onto it just as I will with other projects, whether they be an idea inspired by me or not. I just know that I know I'll do whatever I can to support and everything else. And, God bless you, my my brother up there in heaven, waiting for me, and may you rest in peace. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, what's next, Brian? You're up, Michael. I'm up again. All righty. Let's see what I got on the docket, which is... My second topic, which is the MLB teams playing tonight. Of course, we have the Miami Marlins taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies won the game 4-3. to three. Good matchup in the National League. And then the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the Washington Nationals. I don't know what was that, but regardless... Nevertheless, the Nationals won four to three. And then we got a game that's just about to end. The Angels of Anaheim taking on the Yanks. 11-5 Yankees, top of the ninth. That's a no-doubter. And then we got at the Seattle Mariners taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays won that nine to three, so at least Andrew's pleased with that. And then we have the San Diego Padres taking on the Cincinnati Reds. The bottom of the six, Padres lead five to four. And then we have the Kansas City Royals taking on the Boston Red Sox. 
David's going to be celebrated. Red Sox leading 7-6. But it's still a one-run game, though. Yep. Anything can happen. Yeah. Oh. Anything can happen. Don't get too overconfident. And then we got the Mets and the Braves. Just about to enter the bottom of the ninth inning, but the Mets leading the Braves 4-3. And and then we got the Minnesota Twins taking on the Chicago White Sox. Right now, end of the sixth inning, White Sox leading at 7-2. And then we have the Cubs and the Brewers. Bottom of the sixth, Brewers are leading 2-1. And then we got the Orioles taking on the Houston Astros, or as Brandon likes to call it. The Trastros. Or as I like to call it, the Altuve's. Yeah. Altuve could just retire immediately. Mm-hmm. But we're tied to three. So nothing to worry about there. And then we have the Diamondbacks taking on the Cardinals. Cardinals leading a three to one. And then we got the Pittsburgh Pirates taking on the Colorado Rockies. Bottom of the seventh, Rockies leading eight to nothing. Wow. And then top of the fourth. The Rangers taking on the Oakland A's. All tied up at one, but anything could happen there. And then we got a game that just started. The Giants and the Dodgers. Nothing, nothing. Still bottom of the first. That's the end of my second topic. Did, did you guys know that the Diamondbacks actually had a losing record of 24 straight losing streak on the road? Oh, yes. Wow. And I remember that so well. That's what they get for winning the 2001 World Series. Yeah. Um, but who's next, Brandon? Oh, okay. Back to me. I'm also, I'm always put in this position. I got a better idea. Instead, I'm not gonna just do a topic. I'm gonna do this as a sketch, okay? And this one goes out to my good friend, the Legacy of Dragon or the Legendary Dragon ninety, with an Arthur imitation. Oh God. Ah, uh, you guys just have no idea how pissed off I am right now. Like seriously. I'm annoyed at certain at certain individuals who doesn't know when to keep their mouth shut. Like seriously, like legendary dragon, you you think you can make 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 uh, parodies off of me? <laughs> like seriously, you know what? You keep making your parodies. Keep making your parodies. But watch what happens. Watch what happens when the Most High comes after you. Ooh, you're gonna get screwed in the end. Ooh. I mean, like, seriously. Like, I mean, after all, you're just like Lucy Lou. You're nothing but a stupid bit. Like, you're a drama queen. We need to get rid of you and her. And you know what? Just like Lucy Lou, you're going to pay for your sins for the afterlife. Because you'll be going to hell. Like, seriously. Ah, basha. Ah, basha. Really? Like, seriously. All right, guys. I got to go and do my Sonic 2 gameplay walkthrough. So, uh, shalom, khan, han, hallelujah. Y'all, peace out. Oi! Ha 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 
Okay. That's going to be it for that one. I think that's six topics, and I believe that'd be good for our usual sponsors. Well, yeah, that'll work. Okay, here we go. Let's go ahead and go to our two main sponsors. We'll first start off with uh, Jesse Carter over there at the Pro Wrestling Shoot, as he will be coming back, though, in next month, so I'll be looking forward to that. But either way, Jesse, take it away. What's going on, Rat Rave listeners? Do you like listening to wrestling interviews? Well, you're going to be going to the right place. Come check out my podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot, with your host, Jesse Carter, where we do interviews with pro wrestlers, music guests, reviews of current product, and reviews of old product. If you like listening about wrestling, you'll love listening to my show. Come check us out and give us a follow on Facebook at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, Instagram at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, on Twitter, you can follow me at Carter Inc., C-A-R-D-E-R-I-N-C. And then we're also going to be doing some live streams on Twitch and YouTube shortly. You can follow us on there at The Pro Wrestling Shoot. Go ahead and go over there and give us a subscribe so that way that you know when we're going to be dropping content. You'll be notified right away and you can get started on the action. Come on over to anchor.fm to follow the podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. Come check us out. All right. Let's get back to what's more important, and that's the Rant and Rave podcast. All right. And let's go ahead and go to the ones we uh, they started since last last Friday. Which is going to be the 25, as Alex will talk about that. Coming soon to YouTube. Looking for a channel that has awesome game shows, TV shows, and live streams, all created by Alex Paris? Well, the 25 has that answer for you. Coming mid-2021, an all-new YouTube channel created by Alex Paris brings you to 25, where we have game shows such as Bonzi's Jungle Challenge, Million Dollar Sharks, and Plank of the Game Show, along with other shows and awesome live streams. Launching mid-2021, you're watching the 25. Yep, and I'll do it. Thank you to both Jesse and Alex for that. As we're back on R&R yet again, and let's see who will be going after the sponsors. It will be... My uh, card. Brandon, Brandon, you forgot it. Uh, anyway. Continue. Continue. So, um, might as well give, a, might as well give like an update on uh, any post that is in on the network, which is... um. As you guys aren't aware, there is... Over in Mexico, there is a uh, hurricane named uh, Hurricane Enrique, and it's um, unfortunately it affected over here in, in El Paso. As of right now, we are getting nothing but nothing but rain, and um, um, and and there's literally a flood outside. Um, outside, like it, like over, over the neighborhood, there's like a huge flood going on, and um, and it's been affected. And it's been raining on some since yesterday and today, and I'm pretty sure like the rest of the week. So, my I give my prayers to the citizens of Mexico and hope they um hope they're doing fine. I hope they have like um some good shelter and um wish us luck for this um unexpected um turn of events. Mm. All right. So basically, that's your uh, first topic there, Uriel. 
Yeah, I like give give like a little update on the uh, post that I did. Like, uh, like I post, I did the post on Sunday saying that there's like a huge like rain, there's like a huge thunderstorm going on, and then there's like wind nonstop. All right, see who's next. Okay, um, I'll I'll get to that message uh, later on Facebook. Um, but anyway, I guess that means it's my third and final topic. So, well, okay. I think I might uh, have a topic, but I think it might be uh, a funny story that happened for real. Um, there was this one time where, now you guys know what the YMCA is, right? You know, like that place where you go and like, like and then, and then that whole uh, pool and all that. Yeah, well, there's one there. Yeah, there is a nearby YMCA over at over here. Well, there's one that is in my uh, around my neck of the woods, which is around a college area, I believe. And there was there was this one time, me and my best friend Herschel, we were doing these little you know things like in the pool where we would you know fall into the pool, you know, reenact a death scene or whatever, which is kind of fun. Not, not gonna lie. So. One time we were over there doing that and we were doing some kind of like a mafia reference, you know, like Johnny, come on, Johnny, come on, Johnny, you know, like that kind of deal. Right. So <laughs> during the, that little, little skit, uh, Herschel slid backwards and then he was like, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I tried to grab his hand, but then his whole entire body of his entire body weight pulled me in as I tried to get, try to get him. And we both fell into the pool and we just started dying laughing. <laughs> because, and we were, and we almost drowned too while laughing. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not going to lie, dude. It was, uh, I was, a, it was both crazy, but funny at the same time. And, so, I got some advice to give you guys out there. If you ever want to reenact a scene, make sure you uh, make sure you keep your balance and not fall in fall into the pool and try and laugh yourselves. You know, to a point where you like like drown yourselves of laughing. But we didn't drown. We weren't like help, help, we're drowning. No, we no, we were we were mm -hmm. laughing to a point where we could have drowned. You know what I mean? Because it was we were just dying of laughter. You know. Well, the next time I go swimming, I'll probably do that. Either way, uh-oh, sirens. What? Uh-oh, it's the cops. Cops, they got me. They must have found my stash. Oh, wait, they're passing by. I'm, I'm safe. You, did, you guys oh. didn't hear nothing. Police brutality. Police brutality! Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, that's going to be it, it for my topics. I know I didn't have anything really prepared for this week, but I did have, but I just thought of them on fly, and I thought that funny story would, you know, be good enough, too, if you guys didn't, I mean, if you guys didn't think it was funny, may that's fine. No, not everybody's going to think everything is funny. <laughs> oh, but I will say, though, once again, this uh, video is also not only um, paying tribute to the late, great Paul Orndorff, and, you know, Super Genie, but it's also paying tribute to the late, great, not Marley. Hashtag M um, MX. So, yeah. Yes. 
Right. Oh, oh shit. It's the Popo Rope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Anyway, that's going to be it for me. All right. The next one up, it will be my turn. All right. So, um,. This is gonna be this is gonna be a funny story. I just I just I I read this in the morning. I was like, okay, I gotta go over this. So um, apparently a subway ran out of roast beef. A Chipotle ran out of carnitas, and a Wendy's was low on lettuce. As fast food chains grapple with supply short shortage of key ingredients. So on uh, Wendy's, the subway and Chipotle are amongst the fast food chains that. Hit with supply chain is issues. Restaurants and retailers around the U.S. are grappling with supply chain crisis of some of some of the, their key ingredients. A recent re Reuters report found that at least nine restaurants and fa and fast food chains, including Subway and Chipotle, were were out of stock in some certain in some items certain, at certain locations. Say Wendy's fran franchisee in the South told Reuters that. It has received only half half the lettuce it has ordered. A subway location in New York was out of roast beef, rotisserie chicken, ketchup, and spicy mustard. At it told routers. One Chipotle store in New Jersey had no had no barbacoa or carnitas during a busy lunchtime slot on Thursday. Routers reported. And then um, let's see um early, earlier this month, Chipotle said it was putting prices up. Up across its menu by four percent, up to offset wage, wages hikes and the rising cost of ingredients such as uh, avocados and corn that were hit by shipping delays. Red Robins and Cracker Barrel are have also increased prices above three percent. The Wall Street Journal reported. Experts said that that the supply chain crisis will. Will last well until 2022, and it will likely won't stop until we have widespread vaccinations, new shipping containers, and a drop off in demand. Wow, pretty much. Um, because of this whole uh, pandemic, like uh, there are like certain like there are like certain ingredients that uh that didn't arrive on time for um for some restaurants. I mean, if it, I mean, if it was Arby's, I'll be the happiest man on the earth because. I have food poisoning on our one. As soon as you bring up that, you know, shortage of supplies, I think when we were heading to the to the clock, which is, you know, a um, restaurant around my area, um, I don't know if it was a lack of employees calling sick or the fact that a lack of, you know, food or supplies or whatever. So I think that that has been popping up as of late. Oh yeah, I have heard about that. The what the tuna controversy think? from Subway. I've been think I've been thinking of going over that in sometime in the future. No hmm. tuna DNA. Yeah, that's what I heard. And apparently it was a uh, fake. I and, did not I, I did not know tuna had to have a uh, DNA. I don't know, maybe because like they I don't know, maybe because they were like putting in, like chemicals that thinks is a tuna, but apparently like I mean, I'm pretty. I think everybody knows that tuna is made, but it's made from fish. It's like sushi. Well, well, yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like the I, I, I don't know. I think like the health inspector made it like came by to <laughs> that. Oh. Don't get tuna. Well, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to have tuna. No, one day, mom. You know, when I meet meet when I meet the one for me. You know what my mom used to do? She 
when I was a kid, she used to do like a tuna patties, and they're delicious. We she usually makes them whenever I go uh, swimming. Yeah. Ah, yeah. ah, to be a kid again. Speaking of tuna, it reminds me of this. I dropped the screw in the tuna! <laughs> From Keenan and Kel. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a kid I anymore. Knew, I, knew, I knew she would react to what I, said, what I said before that. <laughs> Check out the CS tuna! I know she's going to kill me when she gets the chance. Yeah. Well, I'm 21, so um, I'm not a kid anymore. That's because you're. That's because you're. You're. You're way beyond on on our reach, and it's not even you know, even a problem, you know. Well, Jack I mean, that's awesome. Huh. Yes, thank you. Uh, sub. Oh, Subway. It's been a long time since I ate Subway. Well, I try my best not to um, think on the uh, Jared guy because he's a one messed up guy, but I oh can't lie. Uriel. Don't compare yourself to that guy. Because after all, that guy's scum. And speaking of which, this is, here's a here's a dark joke for you. You know mm. that he got like, uh, you know, Jared, he got like 16 years in prison, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? He didn't care because he's okay with anything under 18. <laughs> yeah, I know. Messed up, but true. <laughs> That was that was actually brilliant. That was clever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. By the way, Jared, go f yourself. Anyway, continuing on. Yeah. Who's next? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Here we go. The next one up is. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> oh well, Michael's next. But hold on. Yeah. But how was Subway supposed to know that he was a pet? Well, that's the thing, though. They didn't know at the time. But here's the deal. We're not. I'm not blaming Subway. Yeah. Really, Jerome? <laughs> 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 I'm a dead man. <laughs> Undertaker is somewhere along the way. The Undertaker is creeping you, Jordan. Actually, that if you're if you're talking about an Undertaker, you might be talking about my mom because she's actually here and she could probably throttle me if she gets the chance. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, with my third and final topic, I have an NHL playoffs update. I'm going to make this as quick as possible. As we have finally reached the Stanley Cup Finals. Hmm. Yeah, thank you, Mrs. Little. I'll take that. We have a... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make this NHL playoffs update as quick as possible. As as I've for, mentioned before, we have finally reached the Stanley Cup Finals. The two teams in this year's final are the Montreal Canadiens and the reigning champion Tampa Bay Lightning. 
This should be an awesome final. As Tampa Bay is currently leading the series 1-0. And that, it is as quick as I'll make my third and final topic. So, Brandon, back to you. All right. And speaking of that, I'm up. What's this one? Is this your your second topic? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. For my second topic, although we talking about the playoffs, this time we're going to go to a different different, uh, sport, which is the NBA playoffs. As we still... We're unfortunately we're not on the NBA Finals yet. However, we're on the uh, we're on that uh, two different conferences finals on that one. We got one for the Western Conference. Same teams. It's going to be the Clippers and Suns, and the Clippers are stayed alive in that one to take it. The still have, the Suns still leads three to two. And as of now, the Hawks beating the Bucks. In game four of the Easter Conference Finals. So they're currently tied at two games apiece, though. Going into the finals, see either either on the Western side, either the Suns or Clippers could stay alive once again. Who knows? Or will either the Bucks or Hawks can make it happen, but who knows on that. But, yes, that will be the short of a second topic regarding to the NBA playoffs. Let's see who's going to be next up. And it'll be, come on, there we go. Hmm. All right. So as for my topic here, um, as of recently, I had my two-year anniversary back uh on 220th, which was uh, this past Sunday, uh, which was two Sundays ago. And I just want to thank everybody for supporting uh, the Dice Network for the past two years. I just recently uh, premiered the season three of the Dice versus the Money Cards, uh, which I'll give credit to where it's due to uh, Dan for the David Thousand Logan also um to Alex Paris for uh with the analysis for that. And uh for Joe Thousand Hangouts, um I am gonna be rebuilding the show and I am planning to go live um Thursdays. Uh it could be in the afternoon, it could be who knows, maybe eleven thirty thirty. Um who knows on that. Uh because um, we'll never know what the schedule is ahead. And, uh, as for Preston of Season 2 and Password, those were upgraded because there's some things going on. Uh, but they will be back soon. And, uh, just looking forward to what's to come. I'm, uh, currently working on the 2021 Summer Extravaganza, uh, as for the Gateway Series variety series I do and uh, also I am doing some uh, MLP the Silk Train 1 projects on my end. I'm currently making a roster where it has legends like in the past and also with today's all-stars I'm working on that as we speak. 
Um, but that'll be for a future project video. Hopefully, it'll become successful. And that, that would do like rate build challenges and all that good stuff. So that'll be for the near future. Um, but that's all I have for now. All right. So and can't, and can't wait for Troy to get whipped. Whip it good. You know what? I hope your mom. I hope you. I hope your mom gives you a weapon. Well, then again, again, she got me real good last night. <laughs> hey, um, I think I'm not in trouble making my kitchen. Oh well, here's the thing, David. I'm always in trouble, and you know what? Just because I'm ousted by a few communities doesn't mean mean nothing. I mean, no, controversy no. creates cash. Controversy creates cash. And for my and for my topic, I finally hit 81k followers on TikTok today. Yay me! <laughs> Yeah. I hate I hate TikTok with a passage for so well, dude, I hate TikTok with a passion. Well guess what? Nobody asked you. Yeah, I'm not a Tick big fan of TikTok. Hold on. Hold on. TikTok? Mrs. Little, I thought that was a Kesha thing. <laughs> you spin me right round, baby, right round. <laughs> you know you know something? I've been thinking about it. Yeah, yes. I don't. Since I yeah. said something about you know, you know, like stopping my chill, chill majority streams, mm. I'm taking that back because I'm gonna continue on with it. And here's the reason why. Yes, the show may have been you know been helped by a lot of individuals. Some of them I won't name, but you know what? That don't matter anyway, because the show it's because the the, the chill stream series itself is made for everybody not built around specific people and not just built around me it's about having fun understandable so yeah i will be back with that and it doesn't you know what i'm gonna choose a different date and time of how i do it because after all uh by the way tom willis is gonna be taking over friday so i'll give him props to that are we gonna do that show i told you we should do we're not calling it J-Man and his mama with the drama. That ain't happening. Drama with J-Man and his mama, that ain't happening either. No. Go away. If it's, if it's, about, if it's just about drama, then I'm, I don't want to touch that. I know that. I, I, drama, I, I ever heard of as a drama series. Oh, oh wow! She's she sitting in the chat. The thing is that every time you see my mom in the chat, your camera's always off, David. Why is that? Oh. Well, my camera's been off this whole time. No, 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 no. BS. I'm calling BS right now, David. It's off the moment she's on the chat. Yeah. Well. We'll Are you scared? Are you scared of her? Because uh, is it because the last time? It, oh, oh, really? Because the last time I remember, she found uh, <clears throat> your mom's Facebook. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, my mom uses hey, Facebook, hey, and I'm not ashamed of that. Hey, I'm not scared. Oh, you're, I mean, you're not I, scared. Then why isn't your camera? Then why isn't your camera on? You want me to turn? Hey, I have my camera on. You yeah, you see, Barbara Bros proves he got bigger nuts than you. Okay, here we go. Is that better? Yeah, it's make better. You, make sure you keep it that way. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> don't tease him. Well, actually, I'm not teasing him. I'm actually, um, I'm actually, uh, you know, helping him uh, grow a pair. Hey, 
I you're gonna be 18. You're gonna be 18 soon. Yeah, you're so. gonna be a real man. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm already am a real man. So. Hey. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Big Jugger Nuggets. Uh, you know, Big Brother going, yeah, carry that big long bag like like a real man. <laughs> yeah, troll your camera stuff too. Explain that. Well, hmm. well, he did have his. Don't try and compete with oh. me, D D David Bitch Thousand. Hey, listen, your mom ain't in the live chat, so that means I got nothing to fear from her. And by the way, how am I scared of you when we're literally in the same house together? How? I'm real. you in the live chat, ma'am. As a matter of fact, why don't you come over here? And say that to me to my face, and we'll, like wheel yourself over here and say it to me. <sighs> but nevertheless, like give Jordan a whip, please. It's a whipping, jackass. Whip, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whose turn is it now? That, uh, give. Uh, hold on, G give Jordan a whipping? That's something you need, David. And I'm up. <laughs> oh, good, good lord. But, but either way, I can't. I got my pajamas on. That's what. That's what he said. Can't got my pajamas on. That's what I said, and that's and yeah, that's what I said. That's what he said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Brandon. Continue. Yes. But yes, the third final topic I'll talk about, which is the same day, which is today, where they have their, let's just say, their non-pay-per-view, which it was on free on Bleacher Report, which is AEW Firefest. Wait, wait, was it today? Yes, from 2019. Oh, oh okay, I was fixing to say, what, was there a special event today? I'm like, oh. No, 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 no. And, and now I'm like, Brand, you son of a bitch! <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I gotta say that 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 special event, that free uh, special Bleach Report event, that was actually a great show. Not gonna lie. I mean, sure, it, they didn't have titles before, you know, but still, still, I wish they would do that more often than ever because it actually. And plus. It's not going to make a difference just for TV specials. It's only a matter of, you know, how you host it. And plus, think about it like this. There was a time when uh, the NWA or WCW back then used the TBS Superstation or whatever as their main source for, like, pay-per-views from time to time, especially when it came to the places like Clash of the Champions. Remember that? So what I want to know is, why can't AEW do the same thing with Bleacher Report Live? Because to me... That would be a great opportunity for free special events, except for Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, Ant and Full Gear. Mm -hmm. Those could be the paid for. As for the rest, they could be three, uh, three hour special events, you know, or four hours if they're that frisky, and make it for free exclusively on Blizzard Report, but be paid for internationally. Yes, and. For me, not just that, you know, it was the same day that I went to Prestige Wrestling Attribute of the Strong, taking place in at the Boston Nova Ballroom in Portland. 
you know, although I didn't see the pay, this didn't see the free event though, but I did catch up on that. But great talent throughout top to bottom. You know, they had Super Crazy, Chavo Guerrero, Juventud Guerrera, Simon Graham now, TJP. Along a lot with of international people. stars. Oh, yeah. Some happened uh, to Ibarra. I'll go ahead and continue on. Where they had, like I mentioned, the current, the current, at this time, the, during this, you know what, the uh, current prestige wrestling heavyweight champion of the world, former UFC fighter, now fighting yet again, Filthy Tom Lawler. Along with Pacific Northwest guys, you know, from the Indies, right? In the Pacific Northwest. Great time, you know, many other things popped up, you know. That event was great, you know, after that, just had fun after the show. Went, get, of course, get something to eat over there, you know, this beautiful, over there next door, Sizzle Pie, great. Place. Get okay, I got a message back from my bar. It said his computer froze. Oh, okay. That that is bad. That's not good. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad, but uh, but continuing on. Uh, anything else to add on to the mix? Mm, not really. But yep, those were the two shows that you know were on the same. We're on the same day, which is today, as two years ago, which is the great times before, you know, last year because of the you-know-what. But. Yeah. But either way, that will go ahead and do it from here, as will be my the ending of my third and final topic. And let's see who will be up for the second to last one. And it will be. I'm just going to have a little game here. Ooh, all right. Wow, all I right. want to see Brendan and Michael face each other in car stars. You got it. Wow. So, let me turn my camera. When I assume, uh, me... This should be really interesting. Yes. Yeah, to a beach whale. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Play your silly little game. This is your favorite game. I know it's my favorite game. <clears throat> I'm just trying to, you know, piss you off this to get you off, David. You know, I like playing mind games. Okay, so let's begin. All right. <clears throat> piece of junk. All right. This question here uh, goes to uh, Brendan. Uh, okay. Can you try moving me like on the side of the screen? Oh yeah, hold on. Give me a. F I'll go ahead and do that, and go. I'll be right down. There we go. And all right. That's there great. we go. There we go. All right. Uh, how many one of the great 
uh, grocery, they'd rather be a nurse than a doctor, bro. Okay, well, I mean, that's a good question to ask, but, you know, with, you know, the third grade girls would be, that they would rather become a nurse than a doctor, but, you know, I mean, a doctor would pay good money on that, and nurse, uh, not as much, but unless if you get the experience and all that. So this one, I'm going to go with a, um, with a mid, the low, mid, mid number on that one. I'm only going to go with 45 of them. 45. <clears throat> all right, Michael. Well, I am on the same wavelength with Brandon on this, but I still think it's going to be a little bit lower. Is he at 96? The first card is a six. It was a, uh, before I uh, do anything, um, yeah, it, it was a 96. So it wasn't lower, it was higher. Yes. Uh, that was shocking. Yes, okay. Uh, I have a six. Okay, so I want to do better, so let's go ahead and change it. All right, change the card to a queen. Or, in Andrew's case, the queen. A queen. <laughs> but or is that the call chain of Basler? Yes. But either way, we're going to go lower. Funny how Jordan is behind the r and logo, hiding best where he should be. Uh, yeah, yeah that's well, a, you know what? He should be there. Not, it's this. It's an eight. Right. At least oh, I, you know, you. love and embrace R and R with passion. All right, bring embrace. Ugh, yuck! Got an eight. Ugh. I'll freeze. Freeze. Michael, we asked one hundred sixty women said they've been uh, into a man because they were afraid he dropped her. Uh, not. I would say not that many. I would say not that many. I would go like 23. Okay. Brennan? All right. I, you know, I mean, you know, a whole lot of people would not drop, you know, let's say like a wife at a wedding, you know, I'll say that. Not a whole lot would do that. I agree with uh, Michael's uh, logic. On that one, so this one's gonna be just a little bit lower. Mm. No worry, the action number is. Okay. 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 Change it, please. Change it, you say? Yep, he said yep. it. All right, and it's a queen. A queen! <laughs> That's the queen of diamonds, but so I can't do Shayna Baszler. Let's go lower. Lower to the queen. Middle of the back. Yeah, freeze. Yeah, freeze. All right, Brendan. How many 100 million men said they'll be willing to have a baby if signs found a way? 99. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do not put 99 on there, or I swear to God, I will. I will. I will. 
I'm gonna choke you where you stand. But ninety nine. I, I, I'm no, no, no. I won't do that. But. Not you, David, because I'm talking about David. If he does that on purpose, just to spite me. Oh, ouch! No one. Yikes. Okay. I mean, you know, with the Mary, with hundred married men would say they would have to, they were willing to have a baby if science uh, found a way. Okay, you know. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I mean, not a whole lot would say that, you know. I would say it's going to be a very, uh, say, a little bit low number on that one. I'm only going to go 30 of them. Okay. Michael. I'm kind of, again, I'm kind of on the same wavelength with Brandon on this, but I'd say a little bit higher. Higher. That's the number is... <laughs> <laughs> Called it. And we're going to go ahead and change that snowman. Can't win it, but it's not me. Yeah, not bad. We're going higher. Higher. Michael. Let's go higher. It's a 10. A 10. Let's freeze on that. Alright. This is the fourth and final question. Someone must win this on the play of the cards. Michael, what printers of American households had cable television of May 1999? What is this? Power of ten? Uh no no no. It's no, well no, no, it's go, no, 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 it's go go power rangers. <laughs> it was it, that question is, is like power of ten style to me. Uh hmm. that's a tough one. Sixty-five. All right. Well, with American households uh, watching cable television back in uh, for of May of nineteen ninety nine, you know, I mean, they would get into a lot of uh, you know with comedy series, you know, drama, you know, dr- drama along with many others. I would say just a little bit lower. Lower. No yeah, so number is. Way close again. Okay. I hate to do this to you because although he's one of the co-founders, I hate to do this to you, Brandon. Go on and play that seven. That's you, okay. awesome. you evil bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I have to play the seven, but it's okay, and I'll be all right. <sighs> I'm going to call it higher. It's higher than seven. It's an eight. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We're going higher. Going higher than eight. It's a ten. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is Lower. 
If it's lower than 10, you win the first game of the match. If it's lower than 10, you got it. Yes! 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 <laughs> Love you, buddy. But either way, um, sure. yeah. Yes. Pick a number from zero to one hundred. Well, oh gosh, that's gonna be interesting. I will go ahead and say, oh wow, we're going forty-five. All right, forty-five. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. It said, like, okay. You It said a number between 0 and 100. Okay, you know what it should have been? I got one. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 100. What is it? Um, 62. Wrong! When he's angry. He's going higher. <laughs> Yeah. It was okay, let me just say this. If it was 62, I would have laughed. <laughs> you have to check. Um, we'll go ahead and keep that jack and we're gonna go lower. No one attack this nine. Nine, 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 nine. We'll freeze. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you were gonna do that. Michael. How many one U.S. City Marys if you let a factory move in? Even if it would double the air pollution, but would create 1,000 new jobs. I think that would be fascinating with our economy nowadays. Um, 83. Anything. Wow. I mean, I love your instinct there, Michael, but I mean, it's just a little bit too high on that one. I'm going to go lower. And so lower than 83. Yes, I Well, you have to Looks like the economy, when it comes down to chivalry, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we're going to change that. Nine, 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 nine. Eh, all right. That's okay. I mean, it's not the best, but not the worst. We're going to go higher. It's a higher than seven. Oh! Michael, you have the ten. Lower. Of course, this is lower than a 10. No. Oh, Mr. King. No. Hmm? Oh. All right. Uh, Rendon, how many 100, uh, 100 high school teachers said their students gave out a nasty nickname to them? Oh, gosh. I can think of 100 nasty nicknames for you, David. Oh, <laughs> come on, Jen. 
Well, you know what I have to say to that? Hold on. I'm a negative oh, no. Hey, David, just just put your ego in check. Okay. Just play, play the game. I'm just being funny. Come on. Is that a serious act? There. Oh. Well, right, we I had one person canceled, so. Cancel oh. Jordan Little. Hey, you know what? I've been people have tried canceling me over the years, and to be honest with you, they failed to try. You know why? Because I buried them. Okay. Hey, canceling someone. I'll get to that later. Oh yeah, that'll be the that'll be the main event topic, I believe, right? Yep. Yes. Perfect. All right. So, all right. Back to this. Oh man. I mean, uh, not a whole lot of high school teachers would give students. A, a nasty nickname. I'm going to go low on this one. I'm only going to go with uh, 20 of them. 20. You try to skip this number. Hmm. Um, I, again, kind of on the same wavelength with Brandon on this. Not that many, I think, as well. But at the same time, a little bit higher. Higher. Just a little bit. Just a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but it, oh no matter, it's it's the actual number. Actually, yes. actually, I could take a screenshot of that face, and I could actually, you know, make it worthwhile. Better than you can put on camera, David. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. So okay. So typical. For a bit, so all right. Let's go ahead and change the seven. I don't blame you there. The seven now becomes a four. Yes, that's better. We're gonna go higher. It's a higher than a four. It's a six. Just to play strategy, I'll go ahead and freeze. Freeze on there, and this is the fourth final question. Someone must put this in the play of cards. Michael, Sorry. yes. Sorry, uh, wait. What happened? Brandon got a six and he freeze. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. How many? said. <laughs> Say when woman's child then love her own husband is stranger. Stronger, not stranger. I say, I say stronger. Why have you said, you said, Michael? Stranger danger, stronger monger. Jack yeah. Mongrel. <laughs> yeah, learn it. Yeah, good luck. Mm. But at the same time, I'm going to go dead even on this one. 49. Actually, isn't it Brandon's turn? No. No, it isn't. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Oh, wait. He's got a win. Oh, he's got a win. Oh, but it's not his turn. Okay. Sorry about that. You're good. You said 49? Yeah. What he said. Oh gosh! He almost pulled a Dante. You know, I agree. Yes, <laughs> but 
Oh, man. Okay. This is going to be interesting. I would say, you know, with with the uh, with being loving the loving the uh, child rather than uh, than a husband being stronger. Oh gosh. Okay. I would say in this case, just a little bit lower. Lower. Be careful when you say a little bit lower. Oh. Well, I do, Michael. Do you want to play or pass? Well, let's take two. Brandon, play that six. Uh, all right, that's fine. We're going higher. All right, six. It's a ten. Okay. Oh, it's a ten. There we go. It's going to be interesting. Either way can happen. Lower. If it's over ten, you're going to be in again. No! Hey now, you're an all star. Just came on, no play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Just go on, get paid, and all that glitter says no. Only shooting stars for the mo. Michael, he just Michael, he just said good game. I'll speak to you later, Brandon. <laughs> he said good. Hey, he said good game, Michael. But nevertheless, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Good, because that because I'm telling you, I mean, I mean, love you, buddy. But still, I mean, hopefully, we. I mean, I was thinking like, oh God, please don't be a that, sore loser. That was, I mean, just, just, a, that was just a joke, Jordan. That was just oh, a joke. Okay, okay. I was fixing to say like, because I know we've had some moments here and there, whether it's behind the scenes or on the scenes, but still, Jesus Christ, can we get over one thing? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, and I have a or the queen. All right, queen. Okay. I'm going to keep it, and we're going to go $150 if the next card is lower. $150. Oh, $150, $160, $1 titty, $1 bitty. <laughs> you said $150 higher? Bitty. I said lower. $150 lower to the queen. It's a jack. Oh, yeah. South Park reference. I got that tree fitty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. I'm going home. All right. This time we're gonna go two hundred fifty dollars. The next card is lower. Six fifty. You say? I said two. No, two two fifty. Two fifty. There we go. Two fifty. Hashtag David needs a skill check. Thank you for for distracting me from early making that call. All right. I mean. Only thing can hurt me is a good old deuce ball, but you know what? You know I'm gonna go all of it higher, everything higher. <laughs> I remember when we used to do that with the flash games off. Uh, That's oh. a, a double. Same uh, thing. You know what? This time we're gonna try it again. We're gonna go all of it higher, everything higher. It's a ten. All right, that's good. And let's go ahead and change that card with number two. Number two. It's a jack. All right. There we go. We're going to go $1,000 at the next card. It's lower. It's an eight. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. 
I am only gonna gonna do the minimum bet of fifty dollars that the next card is higher. You're missing it. It's a queen. Yeah. All right. I'll have to bet at least fifteen twenty-five. But you know what? It's a good card. Let's go three thousand dollars that the Whoa. next card is lower. Three thousand is it fifty or nothing? No, no than the three thousand. Well, it's more than 3000 But hey, I'll still take it. Over 3000 Anyway. Uh, and you went up to $10,000 by picking one of this on the car. You can't find that guy. All right. One of these things is not like the other. All right. Let's go with three. Three. It's behind number three. No! No! I, I was going to say, I was going to think that it was like on number four because it's like between those th like three numbers each, but I didn't want to say anything. You know, I didn't want to act. I want to act like as if I was helping you win, but you know. More of the story kids yeah. always pick the middle. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> Not my arm short. Beautiful. All right. Well, that's what you get because you wanted to host a game show. Yeah, but anyway. Right I got to see Michael Wallace. Anyway, Brandon, <laughs> Uriel's up and ready, so I think it's time. And yet, you, and yet David, you need your hearing checked. And it's the main event. Okay. I mean, I was originally going to say this for Rebozos, but since this just happened recently, and since the, since the title of this show is called The Rant Rave, I'm going to do a little rant. And it's not going to be a movie. It's going to be a certain, a certain event. And there is a YouTuber that I occasionally watch, really good YouTuber, really underrated, by the name of Goose Boost. And recently, his channel got terminated. Why? Get this. Because of quote-unquote adult content. Yeah, I he saw never, that post. He never posted anything sexual related. <sighs> and, here, and here he was, you know, he tried to contact the, you know, team YouTube, you know, to ask him if they if he can bring back the channel, they say no. They keep telling him no, we can't because we they found like quote unquote pornographic or sexual related content, which he never did. I don't think he ever did like any. I don't think he ever like posted videos like of him like I don't know like showing nudity or like quote unquote like adult videos. He never did. And then it wasn't until last night where his channel got brought back. Why? I have no idea. And I was beyond pissed. I was upset about this because this shows how this shows how broken this website is. Well, for one thing, maybe the reason why he's trying to go take it down because maybe he forgot to press the button not made for kids. Maybe that's the reason, but who knows? I'm pretty sure he might I'm pretty sure he put but still, uh, it doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that, you know, 
Every if it, I mean he knows the I bet he know, knows how to say this is not meant for kids and this is meant for kids. I mean everybody with a high functioning brain knows how to tell the difference. Yeah. I mean I mean he did, I mean he does like post like um like videos about like um like kids like kids shows or kids movies. Like I know he did a video about like um about Shrek, but it's the uh, the Chris Farley like, version. It, it's like with you know Brandon Bolgar when he talks about you know that uh, bubble cuppies thing. Oh God. Well, it's, well it's, the same, it's, it's the same basic principle, right? Well, unless it, I mean, the difference is, at least you're giving, unless if it's a video where you're, like, doing, like, criticism, like, of course it counts as fair use. But this is not a copyright thing. This is basically, right. like, you two decided to say, oh, you, oh, like, you, uh, we think that you posted a quote-unquote poor-related stuff, so we're going to take you out. What? Again, I don't think, I don't think he ever posted, like, anything, like, poor-related. I mean, okay, I mean, I did remember him here saying that um, back then he used to play, like, um, dating games. But that doesn't really count as porn. It's just a game. Yeah. And this is the beauty of this, of this trash website. They decided to kick him out of YouTube, yet they're... Yet, like, there's terrible individuals, like, um... Like, um, what is that? Like, some of the prank channels, some... Um, Mini Lad, all and Super Mario Logan, all of these garbage individuals, they get to run around scot free. Yet these people did terrible things. I mean, I I already said that last night. He brought his channel back, but he was still mad. Even I was still. Even I was like, what? I mean, it's great that he's got his channel back, but. Why did he got banned in the first place? And they keep telling the same thing. Oh, it's because he quote unquote like um posted like um like sex sexual content or like nudity. It's like it's, it's stupid reasons. The only way how he could be be caught for that is if his channel was hacked, and his channel wasn't hacked, was it? I mean, he's. I mean, even he said that maybe his channel might have been hacked, but no, I. I don't think he. I, I believe he does. He didn't got hacked. So, in layman's terms, they had no reason to take him down. Period. Thank you. No reason. Same thing with uh with Jesse um, um Ortiz uh formerly known as Jester Gaming. He got his YouTube channel taken down for no reason, along with one of his videos getting caught. You know, like being you know false flagged. I wonder who that could have been. And also. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they they brought it back, and now I'm hearing they took it down again. What? <sighs> I swear to God, this website is freaking dead to me. And this situation is eerily similar to what happened to Gary. When uh, what what happened oh. during the Bulls one twenty one twenty four? It's yeah. eerily similar. And yeah, it's I mean, also the, it's also the same thing that happened to Tiffany Green. You know, when she got her channel taken down for no reason, too, and she never had any content. So how is it that you got these male subscribers, those YouTubers that has male subscribers, they've done horrible things, yet you take us down? Yeah, it's BS, dude. I'm thinking that they're, I'm thinking that they're pulling a favoritism there. Because here are those male subscribers, you know, they're, they're the fat cats that decide to throw money at them, and yet... Oh look at us! We're basically the the under.
the underdogs, you know, the, the nobodies. They decide to take us down. You know what? Oh, you know what happened when those glasses come off? It's about to get serious. I can literally, I can literally mention all the, t all the quote-unquote YouTubers that have million subscribers, and the fact they, and they do like criminal charges. Like I already mentioned, like some of the prank channels, like they done like some pretty terrible things. Mini Lad, who admitted he, who admitted he was having an affair with minors. Not Super to mention Logan. Man, I say more. Not, not to mention Logan Paul and that little controversy got himself mixed up in with that. You know, the Paul brothers. That's a good yeah. The Paul brothers, great example. And they do nothing to them. Why? Because they're the ones that has like millions of subscribers, and pretty much they pretty much are the quote unquote face of YouTube. Oh, by the way, they did a lot to Super Mario Logan to a point where he had no choice but to adapt to their rules. But yet, all of a sudden, he keeps you know complaining about the haters, and yet. The haters weren't your problem. It was YouTube's guidelines and policies changing that you know changed your perspective too. So, and, and as for the uh, Logan Paul, if the day his channel gets taken down, I'll be happy. Yeah, but Same probably here. won't. But probably won't ever happen because yeah. after all, he's probably on in YouTube's. You know, I mean, after all, you he's in YouTube's pocket, obviously. Maybe some. Maybe some blood money, or some, or, or maybe some dirty money, or whatever it is. Yeah. I want, yeah, I, I would, I would also mention like some of the animation reviewers on YouTube. Like most of them are pedophiles, and they do do nothing. They don't get their channels demolished. But then you got Gooseboos, who is a really great YouTuber, really talented guy. He got oh, yeah. taken down. Oh yeah, and what happened with the with these people regarding Mr. Girl and that whole cuties review when he kept praising the thing? Why didn't you guys uh, take him down then? Oh uh, yeah, um, what is that? Um, what is that garbage because it's reviewer? Because, because it's a review of a movie from that. Oh, oh, oh no, no, it's not just that. It's just the fact that he was praising the movie so. I mean, it's like as if he was praising everything about it, which made him worse and freaking worse, as if he was a pedophile himself. Mm -hmm. And I know he's I mean, still out there. And I know he's still out there. I know you're still out there, buddy. And let me tell you something. You ever cross my path? Let's just say your face will be bloodied beyond recognition if you ever cross my path. And then, uh, well, I would. I mean, I will say, um, another garbage uh, YouTuber that has a music card would be PewDiePie, but that's more of a personal thing. So, I'm. I'm was not. I'm not a big fan of him. But hey, if he ever gets taken down of YouTuber, I'll, I'll be happy. I'll be laughing. Well, he may have done some shady stuff, but he's got some redeemable qualities. Now, I'm not saying oh, not a lot. I'm yeah. saying some. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do agree with you. Like, his early stuff is somewhat, is somewhat watchable, except that Plus, I, think I know he, he got does his own Minecraft now. In fact, if I remember correctly, he actually uh, had his own mobile game. <sighs> I'm not making that up. Look, more, more of the story, if you're a YouTuber... Stick to YouTube because you're not gonna have to be in freaking um, movies or shows. I mean, unless if you're a uh, Penguin Zero or um, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I already mentioned like the quote -quote, the YouTubers that has like million subscribers yet they get they never get like their they ne their channels never get deleted. I mean, I know they uh, they were this close on deleting um, Logan Paul, but. 
No, they see him. They see him. They see him like some big chains on hand. They decide to keep him running. Yeah, because and, of the money. Hmm? Because of the money. Yeah, if someone take if someone takes down some of my favorite YouTubers, I'm gonna scream. No, okay, look, if they're going as far as like take down more YouTubers that I like, the more the underground, like the underdogs, I'm gonna leave YouTube forever. Like I'm done with YouTube. Plus, when you think about it, if it wasn't for the underground, most of these infamous YouTubers wouldn't exist. Yeah. I mean, okay, granted, like some some start off as um, underrated and some have potential, but then as they grew old, and as then as they evolved, they um, showcase their true colors and they uh, and they evolved to be a uh, fat cat like monster. Yeah, you got a point on that one. Uh, I mean, in case, I mean, uh, now, well, now, Game Grumps, well, at first they were funny, but now they're just boring, but. Are, were, were they the ones who made the awesome series? Uh, no, that was some. I think that was no. I think that was someone else. Um, awesome, like awesome, awesome class. Like you know, like who made Metal Gear Awesome? You know, uh, the like uh, Legend of the Awesome, like Legend of Zelda, you know, spinoff thing, whatever. I, I, hmm, I think they, they do. I mean, I think those are the same guys, but then again, they don't make that much animation as they used to. Yeah, yeah. Yo, because yo, yo, what, what up, my neighbors? Oh my god, that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, well, I mean, I'm glad. Oh, thankfully he got his channel back. And I already mentioned that. Okay, for the ones who don't know, like last year, um, when Gary was doing uh, both of us one twenty four, you know, we we're all having a great time. We were there playing a game called Dude or Do That. Unfortunately, oh, for some reason, that. it got flagged. We were all mad. I was pissed. Because that never happened to us. Yep, and this and this was a year ago, a yeah. freaking year ago, and and it was all a game. It wasn't it wasn't meant to offend anybody, and just because, and look, just because it was on Pride Month, you know, doesn't mean they were trying to offend anybody. Look, I've spoken my opinions of you know, about you know. Of my beliefs and all that but still yeah. if i'm gonna play a game i'm not gonna offend anybody in fact if anything they played this game so many times and yeah they did they did this on pain and gain at one time pain didn't and they and, and nothing and nothing and ever game. happened and pain and gain and and on gary channel yeah they did on pain and gain well with lc muscle 28 they've done this before on i think they did this before on both was before that episode occurred and then yeah. i think gary had to make it a two-part or Thankful. What? Here's what happened. Here's the. Okay. Here's how I found out that um the part one was 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 rediscovered. So here I was at the. It was late at night. You know, I was at on. Uh, I was at on my uh, YouTube subscription feed, and I, and all of a sudden I saw like two videos of Gary. I was like, wait, what is this? And I was like, oh my god, this is. Oh my god, it's part one. And and I shared it to the and I shared this to the Facebook group, and everybody was relieved, but we were all still mad. Because of how broken this this website is, and turns out the reason why it got flat is because of bots. Yeah. Kiss my ass. If it's the same reason why Gooseboost channel was ter terminated, go fuck yourself. I remember the bots last year. 
because of the pan because of the pandemic. You couldn't just do your work at home. Yeah. Gardner's website is dead to me. All these things are so queer. I'm not gonna have my YouTube channel monetized. Same here. I don't. I don't. I don't want your money, YouTube. In fact, no, 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 I, no, screw, screw, no, screw, scratch that. It's Google. I'm not. I don't want your money. Keep it. Yes. Besides, I, mean, I, I already. I mean, besides, I'm already re provided what as well as it is. I rather say, I rather, I rather get money from a real job. And also, also, all those YouTubers that we already mentioned that um, those really bad YouTubers, honestly, they shouldn't be on YouTube. They, they, they'll be. They'll be lucky. They should. They'll be lucky enough to get a job at McDonald's. You know, my dad used to work at McDonald's, and you know what? Guess where he? You know how he turned out. He became a not only a, not only one of the best preachers out there. You know, in regards to independent Baptists, but still, look where where, where he's at. So I guess that I guess there might be hope for the weary of the bad YouTubers out there if they get a job at McDonald's. Up. <laughs> Well, I honestly, I I don't wish them like those uh, bad YouTubers, but uh, the underrated ones, keep keep doing the good work. You have so much potential. Gooseboost, great guy. I highly recommend you guys see it. I mean, he does a lot of, like um eerie and creepy videos, but they're actually really fascinating videos. Hmm. Uh, except uh, the fact that he got term, the fact that he got terminated, and he's still mad about this. As of right now, he. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for being mad. I am I am upset about this because if they you know, go, I mean, I would be mad too. I mean, like, look at Gary. If his channel got taken down, or if Lucas's oh. channel got taken down, I would be so pissed. Where I don't know if I'd ever want to do this ever again. I'd probably want to go to a different website. I mean, you know, or better yet, maybe we could create our own and make it a joint production and make it, you know, where there could there is no uh, problem with rules. Just don't play any copyrighted songs unless, of course, they're instrumental or something you know like a remix off of i can actually i can actually make a website hmm that could work but but, but we're, we're gonna let still keep trying keep pushing youtube just keep pushing now you already pushed my button so and if they go as far as if if they go as far as determined to uh, daily gary channel i will blow up youtube Besides, haven't they learned their lesson already? And I'm not trying to justify this, but wasn't there a time when they were um, being attacked by uh, people taking over the YouTube headquarters? Yeah, and I don't want to be... Do, do, like... they, do they not realize that for actions like that, do they not realize they could be at risk having that happen all over again? Yeah. And I'm not saying this to threaten, to make a threat, no. Don't take no. my words out of context, YouTube. And if you do that, I swear to God... You're going to be hearing a lot more from me. Yeah. The thing is, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And Sir Isaac Newton can be proven right, and he's still rolling in his grave for the fact that, you know, it has to be proven right over and over because of your stupidity. Because you, you, you sold your soul to Google. You have done everything you can to suppress other YouTubers with your new, um, uh, new guidelines and policies. And on top of that, you're also deleting other YouTubers that are not only underground but have more potential than most of these more than these hand fed millions of influencers. subscribers influencers hits my ass actually there is a comment that said it best when you have the word influencers there's the 
the word flu isn't makes sense because there are, because there are a bunch of diseases. Okay, well. You want to know a great inspiration for me? Look at Rich Alvarez, or or, or, or you know, like a uh, Richard, or like Arme Stu. Let me find this channel real quick. Hold on, one second. I mean, the only influencers that I actually don't mind is Markiplier and Jacksepticeye. Those are the way better than fucking PewDiePie. We'll give. I'll, I'll say that. Okay, take a look at this, guys. Rich Alvarez. You go look him up, and he, and you find his little eight, like his little sixteen uh, bit avatar of himself. You see, that guy, he's like the, the ultimate underground YouTuber. And guess what? He's got over 128,000 subscribers. And, and the most of he's done with his life, he's done Mario, um, you know, fan-made videos, like Stupid Mario Brothers and all that. And you know what? He's not one of the infamous YouTubers to get over a million. Sure, he's got some videos here and there that got a million views, but he is the ultimate underground YouTuber. Oh, he actually worked with Only Plays? Oh, wow. You see it right there, 128K subscribers. Hang on, let me just um, go look at this. Um, I, can, but, I, can uh, send you, I can send you a link to his channel if you want me to. Where did you find it? Hang on. Okay, I found Okay, I found it. It's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 128. I'm, I'm cute, my brothers. Yeah, there's that, them. And you see, but you know, when I look at guys like Rich Alvarez, I figure people like him and his crew, when they made that channel, it was only a channel where it had maybe, I don't know, say maybe 5,000, 50,000 subscribers, you know, nothing that big. But as time moved on, they got over 100,000 subscribers in the later years. Even when they were on hiatus for an entire year still, they're that good. They're not the greatest YouTube channel like all these other, you know, channels, but... They are the living embodiment where hard work pays off and dedication. Uh, uh, another one that came up in my head, a, a garbage YouTuber that has like million subscribers. Channel lost them. I can't believe I ever forget about them. I'm surprised their I'm surprised their name isn't Channel Awful. Or channel scratch that. Ch ch channel, channel God garbage. Awful. Channel Garbage. I was going to say Channel God Awful. Oh, well, that counts because Nostalgia Critic, that guy's dead. That guy is freaking dead to me. Even before the whole change the channel movement happened, I was, I was through with him. You know, one thing thing that Nostalgia Critic, you know, can actually do is actually, you know, rate some good movies and bad movies. But still, at the end of the day, he can, he can probably sell his soul, you know, or like, like, like he could sell his mother for a stick of gum. And it's and I think that I think that I think that happened in a video of his. Oh my god, the sketches are unbelievably terrible. YouTube. Remember, he told. Remember, closer to five thousand subscribers. Ooh, you see there? Yeah. Remember, Nostalgia Critic called like Pink Floyd's The Wall pretentious in an art house movie. What? <laughs> Pretentious. That sounds familiar. And people still watch. Like, I'm surprised that people still watch and support these freaking YouTubers. Why? And I don't care. If, and I don't care if they say, "Oh, you. Oh, if you don't like it, you don't, just turn it off." Like, don't give me that freaking excuse. If they're bad, they're bad. They could at least improve themselves. Or how about this one? How about this one? There's another. Um underground youtuber that's actually slowly growing being one of the 
best UK movie reviewers and funnier ones too. The Unusual Suspect. He's got 268,000 mm. subscribers. And you know what one of his most um, viewed videos are? The, one, the, the, the video he has is the, you know, the top 10 problems of the original Star Wars uh, trilogy. Hmm, and you know what? That video is actually interesting. Sure, he got some things wrong, you know, um, mixed up. But some of the stuff he did say actually kind of point or actually, you know, spot on in some cases. Though it doesn't it negatively impact the original trilogy, but it's got enough views to speak volumes, which is actually pretty cool. Hmm. Well, uh, as for my YouTube channel, I have 592 subscribers. I had like um I had like two hundred and fourteen subs, so you know with the bombing bottle service, I think that'll help you get to three hundred. I mean maybe. I mean I mean you cannot predict things, but if it does then I'm I'm I'll be glad. And I've and I've seen that many people love the show, so thanks for all the love and support. I'm sure I'm not gonna get my support to any of like the the influencers, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. well, I just, fucking deleting a channel because it has porn yet he never posted anything porn related oh I see uh I got pinged up from the thing okay um but just an update from what Michael said the rest of chat focusing on it sounds good um so is that a wrap for this episode, Brandon? I'm done. I'm done. Oh. YouTube can kiss my ass. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a good way to close off this episode of the Rant Ray podcast. So, Jordan! So, here's a... Well, I want your... I want to know what your thoughts are before we close. Like, yeah, uh, your yeah. thoughts, Brandon. Because, after all, we're, we're about to hit the three-hour mark anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, let's wrap it up real quick. But yeah, I would say this. Keep doing your crap, YouTube. That you're you're gonna be done. That's what I'm gonna say as that as that. Uh, what was what we're gonna say as for your ideas to help armor grow? Like you were you said you would have a topic about that. I did. Oh, I'll have to look back and see if I did say that. But still, if I did, I apologize. But there's always next week. Yes. Next Thursday. Yes, uh, indeed. We'll, yes. Um, you know, me and Brand talked, and it turns out Brand is looking forward to moving back to Thursday nights. However, we will not moving, be moving back to the 8 o'clock hour. We will continue being on the 9 o'clock hour. And... Yeah, that would actually be pretty good. But still, to close this as the usual outro, and if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up. If you missed your chance in the live chat, then don't worry. Go to the comment section and be sure to uh, put in a, you know, a timestamp of your favorite moment. Also, be sure to subscribe to Brandon Martin. And also, be sure to hit, hit the notification button whenever he does a video or live stream like this one at all times. Same goes for the David 3000 Network. Uh, Michael Bombardier, Ibarra Bro Studios, who, by the way, David 3000 does his chillin' 3000 ha hangouts, and also Ibarra Bro Studios with the Bumbling Bozos. 
and also yours truly, J-Man's Legit, which will return Chill Majority, which I am no longer going to have that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to cancel something be just because, you know, I had a lot of great memories with people that I don't want to mention. I just want to, you know, in, in order to move forward, you got to move forward and not, you know, think about, well, this reminds me of the past. No, that's not how it works. But <laughs> YouTube can ride me all the way to China. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why YouTube was banned in China. Well, you know what? There's a reason why it could be banned in China because, like, in China, there's a you know there's something going on over there that spread over here, which got everyone going crazy. Yeah, the Chinese government is um is a clusterfuck. Yes, it is. But with that all being said, also this episode is dedicated to the late great Super Genie and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and it's also dedicated to you know the you know to the late great Not Marley hashtag MX. Who, by the way, the out the usual thing I do after the end of everything I say when I do my usual closing. With that being said, God bless you all. Have a great night and stay healthy for even better tomorrow. And this is one thing that Marley would also do, which I pay tribute to him every time. So, good night, everybody. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much for watching and uh, tune in for episode tune in for another episode of the Muppet Show. I mean, the Rant and Ray Podcast. Yay! But either way, yes, uh, good night, everybody.